Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bottom of the Bill. We got our boy Ben Strock with us today. Hello, hello. What a great guy. Thanks for coming oh, over, Ben. Thanks, guys. Happy, happy to be here. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Um, just wanna, before we get started, Anthony, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors this week. We got Sidecar in, uh, in San Marco. They, uh, in conjunction with uh, Harleston Green. This, I don't know if you guys can see this. Sort of put up this camera for you. Yeah. Looks good. It's really good scotch, Super actually. Out of focus. Great job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm very good with technology, obviously. Um, yeah, so uh, they've uh, they've donated this bottle of scotch to us, and also Sidecar is offering a free pour of Harleston Green to anybody that mentions Side Hustle or Bottom of the Bill on a their free next. Free what? A free pour. Oh, like a like a shot. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, so make sure you go to Sidecar and support those guys and support Harleston Green for supporting us, you know. Absolutely. Um, also, follow us on all the social media outlets you see right there in the screen. Where is that? Where am I pointing at? Yeah, right there. There it is. On yeah. The screen. Bottom left. Yeah, follow us, please. We're coming back. Coming, coming back. back from what? Have you Have you played a show yet? Um, oh, yeah. You know what? No, I don't. Well, we've done like a couple live streams. We've got the cheers. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's Sorry, right. Oh. Cheers. All right, well, cheers. Good cheers. Good job. Didn't interrupt us at all. This is no, amazing. that's fine. We're yeah. off to a great start. Off to a great Remember start. what I was telling you before we started? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're starting yep. a new band. You're not Sorry. involved. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, 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 but you haven't played a sh- uh, show yet with uh, Ben Strock or anybody? No, um, we've done like some live streams and um, we've been practicing, working on the album a bunch. But like as far as a bunch of shows and kind of stuff like that, we have not um, not braved that sea really too much yet. Well, there's no, there's no place to go. There's no place to really go. <laughs> well, you heard you about the do. places where people have gone. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It's, yeah, yeah. Careful beach people. Careful, please. We love you. We want you to be happy, healthy. Um, and probably nobody wants to get, you know. Get sick. Yeah, get sick. And, and probably no one wants to be uh, back doing it more than the musicians. Um, so we feel your pain. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know what yesterday was? What was yesterday? 90 days since we played a show. Oh, oh really? <laughs> ninety. So today's, me, today's ninety-one. Yeah. Since I've so you have like stage. the chalk marks up on the wall every day. Well, I just asked Siri how how many days has it been since March fifteenth? The Ides of March. Ooh. Julius Caesar, right. you big yep. Shakespeare guy? Uh, not me too. I it's, it's not that I don't love Shakespeare, um, but um, not my favorite. Not my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not my favorite. There we go. It's all right. <laughs> um. Cool. So for those of you guys who don't know, for those of anybody out there who doesn't know, Ben has a band called Ben Strock and the Full Electric. He's a guitar player, singer, songwriter here in Jacksonville and has been uh, involved in many other cool projects as well. But this is the thing he's got. He's currently got going. You kind of want to tell people what you got going on. Yeah. So Ben Strock and the Full Electric, um, I think if you go to the, uh, the website or the other materials, I think it says something like, is the love child of imagination and experience. Um, so that's kind of, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like the, uh, the formal description, but, uh, but it's a project that's been evolving over the last several years. Um, and it continues to evolve. And I think as far as personnel wise, I think that evolution has kind of met its natural, uh, its natural course, right? It's kind of culminated in what it is today. So I think that's what makes it especially exciting right now through the last probably year it's really started to, um, I don't know if congeal is the right word, right? But it started to kind of form up and firm up and kind of become 
what I was hoping that it was. So. Awesome, man. Hell yeah. Started co- coagulating. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I knew I was saying I don't think I'm like, that's the right word either. I'm like, I don't feel like that is right. So I had to put the disclaimer on it. That's like when all, all your food in your stomach coagulates into one um, thing. So maybe it's happening <laughs> in this stomach of the music world. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Good. yeah. The belly of the beast thing. And you know the what? Belly of the be- See, thank you for saving and me. Your, mu- <laughs> your music is very easily digestible. Hey. You know what? All right. I'm a wordsmith. <laughs> Bad that's lyrics, a, that's, that's we just need to keep you around. You you may replace Janice. We're gonna have to probably we'll get, fire yeah, her. Yeah, sorry. We'll I'm really in. sorry. We just we crossed wires, Janice. I've just been playing phone tag all week and yeah. everything. And so we're really sorry that we didn't get your PR uh, uh, in in connection with our PR. And and I I've got a couple things to say to Cheryl. <laughs> well, <laughs> I appreciate you, you picking up the slack. Yeah. And thank you for covering me here, Janice. You're in some hot water yeah. if you're uh, watching this, which you're probably not because of the spectacular job that you've done so far. So. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to throw Cheryl under the bus either. But get in the game <laughs> is what I'm trying to say, and maybe you should talk to her. Yeah, I gotta get on. I gotta get on that. Okay, Sorry. thank you. I'll get on that. <laughs> and it's not just affecting Side Hustle now; it's affecting other artists that Side Hustle is working with. And so I feel like I know. kind of strengthens the case. I'm Absolutely. A, I Absolutely. know. It's not just a you thing at this point, right? It's now. It's. It's always about me, bro. This is my world. You guys just fucking live in it. There we deal go. with it. We are we are professionals. <laughs> it's just Cheryl. Just you know, she, you know, doesn't room to grow. Room to grow. Just room to grow. Yeah. Room to grow. <laughs> Bless her heart. They say in the yeah. south. Yep. Room to grow. Uh, Chris cool. Poland, what's up, man? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, so we do encourage anybody to ask questions if they have any questions uh, throughout this thing, in case you feel like we're not getting to something that you want to hear about. So feel free to, uh, you know. Put some in. in there. Chime in. There you go. Right. Uh, so I kind of want to explain to people how you and I met. It's kind of an interesting story how, right it, how it happened. Because, like, um, when, I, I, when we first moved here about five years ago now, Jesus Christ, um, we had come up in, it was February of 2015. We came up here to visit my uncle uh, and to just kind of check out ja- the Jacksonville scene. And so the first night, I think we went downtown and saw some stuff it was kind of cool and then we went to the beaches one night and we walked into flying iguana and i saw a herd of watts playing flying iguana yeah and i uh <laughs> yeah man. And, and i heard uh you guys were you guys were doing like some cool tunes like some funky shit and i was like okay okay this is cool like this is i can i can dig this this is like one what, of the bands in the scene here i'm into what it what year are we talking about sorry 2015 2015 sorry yeah um and so anyways uh we ended up leaving jacks that weekend with uh Kind of with an uncertainty about what we were gonna do, and then we decided to just kind of pull the trigger and and go for it. And then so the week before we officially moved up here, we we moved up a bunch of our stuff. And Chelsea had gotten a job with this nonprofit organization. I can't remember what they were called right now. But anyways, they wanted to pass out flyers at Jazz Fest for uh, some kind of TV thing that they were doing. So we were we were there passing stuff out, and I was like, "Yo, this is the band that we saw at Fly, uh, Flying Iguana. You guys were playing at Hemming Park, yeah, Hemming, Hemming Plaza, yeah." And I was like, "Damn, they're do, doing like doing some like Herbie tunes and like some cool shit." And I was like, "All right, fuck yeah, this is badass." And then I remember going up to up to you and speaking to you that day about like after your set, I was like, "Yo, man, what's uh, I'm moving up here? Like, what's the scene like? We're trying to get plugged in, this and that." And uh, yeah, man, it was just like a very and then, you know, when I moved up here, I hit you up about, like, the jam sessions, and the, you gave me all this, like, insight to where to go in the scene and get, who to get plugged in with, and it was very cool. So I have to thank you for helping me get plugged in nice right guy. away. Well, you know, cheers, man. Yeah, man. I, 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 I cheers remember that. that day very well. I remember that Hemming Plaza show. 
And I remember you and Chelsea coming up after, and you're like, hey, I'm moving up here. We're, like, here moving our stuff. I remember that actually very, very well. Yeah. Um, so, and here we are today. It's crazy, <laughs> man. It's just so, so weird how shit works out, man. It really is. Yep, super cool. And uh, uh, funny, like you said, because I, I remember that day very, very well. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it was a fun show and all that kind of stuff, but I remember specifically you coming up, so you must have made an impression. Very, yeah, man. That's, well, I'm glad to hear that. It's cool. Yeah. It was like his lifeless eyes and like long arms. <laughs> and we were just like, yeah, like this. I was recognizing the otherworldliness. Uh -huh, yeah. I know there's something about the lizard thing. Yo, reptilian. I recognized yeah. it. Reptilian. Well, reptilian. well fair. Yeah, well, yeah, let me, yeah, you're close. Our reptilian community. Yeah. To be respectful. <laughs> yeah, all the, except they want to like drink our blood, but yeah, they're respectful. <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, <laughs> just different, just different perspective. Yeah, you know. uh, I thought we weren't doing perspectives today. Oh yeah, that's right. right. We that's right. Yeah, I got it in my head. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing perspectives. We're not doing um, any, or aspects. Yeah, or uh, no aspects <laughs> either. We're not doing aspects. <laughs> we right. gave we gave him a rundown <laughs> of like what we were gonna talk about. He's like, no, I'm out. And you were wearing your sunglasses too, like <laughs> yeah. trying, to, trying to like fucking uh uh. uh not highballs. What do I say all the time? Uh, big time. You try like big time. Big time. Like, big I'm, not, time. I'm not fucking talking about perspectives. I'm not yeah. talking about any. Oh, aspect. <laughs> nope. I'm out. Aspects. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Sorry. I don't. I don't plan to run that game. <laughs> um. So I did kind of want to ask you about like how you got started playing music and and what it was like kind of coming up in the jack scene. Yeah. Um. So started playing music. Well, I started singing. That's kind of what I I started doing. Right. So as a kid, I was really into singing. Uh, I had a very abbreviated stint with the violin uh, at probably like five and that uh, love relationship did not last it's hard it yeah it I was, played viola in third grade okay yeah see I, I don't know like I thought it was really cool because I was obsessed as a very little kid with like Charlie Daniels my dad had like Charlie Daniels band records great and I would like band. dance so hard devil went down to Georgia I would like scratch his record he'd be like dude we have to <laughs> I don't like have to turn it off um, so then I think that's probably why I ended up trying to play it. And I got into it. It was probably more dedication than the five-year-old me, like, had attention span-wise. Yeah. So, like, the love affair did not last. Um, then all my – I had two older brothers, right? And they were – had some kind of music lessons. So I ended up trying piano maybe for – couldn't have been a year. It's it not a lot of fun. I learned how to play, like, uh, I think, like, one or two songs. And then I had this recital – Right, it was like my first like recital ever on, on anything, and I remember I was trying to play somewhere over the rainbow. That's that's usually yeah, that's what I teach uh, eight year olds. Okay, yeah. yeah, so that that was probably the timing, right? So that's I'll, how you teach an octave. Yeah. Well, so I got to the very end of that, so you're very familiar. So I got to the very end, and I could not find the last like resolution note, and I was like, like, you know, why can't I? I was looking for like the I or something, and um, I. C I couldn't find the damn note. And I kept, like, guessing in the recital, and the teacher was finally like... It's this one. And I was like, you know what? Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe piano isn't, isn't for me. And so I ended up stopping piano lessons. Looking back, I, like, still think about that moment, and it, like, pushes me to, I think, continue to go for things. Because, like, I figured if that didn't completely derail me off music... You know, I was like a little kid. I was like, so I was like, I can't find the note, you know? Yeah. And so that was kind of like a cool moment that challenged me. But then I was always into singing. So I was singing, 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 always working on that kind of stuff. And then um, I got into guitar. I was probably like 16 or 17. So this is, you know, now a while later. And my brother came home. My oldest brother came home from college and he had like an acoustic guitar and he knew all the chords. He knew like G 
and C. Oh, nice. But those you know, are, those are good ones. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> you know, having never played guitar and um, being like 16, I was like, this is really cool. You know, I, I, I just thought it was like, you know, amazing. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And uh, I was like, can I try it? He's like, no. <laughs> and so that made me obviously want to like check it out more right but anyway he he left after like whatever the end of the summer was i hadn't really played on it and then um when we left we took him to the airport and i was like man are you sure i can't like play this thing he's like no no but anyway somehow between us packing him up and leaving he had snuck the guitar back in and left it at the house oh wow so when i got home it was like on the bed yeah. that's very cool and i was like holy crap so that lit all well, like he pulled a Santa Claus. He did it on purpose. Yeah, oh, yeah. He pulled the Santa what a Claus. Nice guy. Yeah, and he left it, and that was like the fateful like twist. Because I had always been like really drawn to music, and it impacted me a lot. Um, but I hadn't really got into the instrumentation side of it, other than those two fantastic flops with the violin and the piano. Right. And so I was a little late to the game. Right. Probably sixteen, maybe seventeen. Um, I feel you. Yeah. And then my love affair with acoustic music started. And I did that for a while. It wasn't even really into like electric guitar or anything at all. I was really into, you know, like softer kind of music. Like I love James Taylor, still do. Oh, right, James Taylor, that was man. kind of my bag. Like I was like fingerstyle stuff and like that songwriting aspect of it and like CSNY, all that kind of stuff. And CSN specifically, I guess before it was too electrified, right? Um, I loved it. I, that was uh, my thing. So I played a lot of that kind of stuff. I like recorded a couple like very early like homemade. Like you know, oh yeah, been recording, been there, yeah, uh, for sure, yeah, and and that kind of stuff. But those were like the big catalysts. The other one was like in high school. I had this awesome teacher. I'm gonna keep all the details of this ambiguous because it's you know. But we had this like AV class where you'd like learn how to like do movies and like do audio recording. Sure. And we got to the end of the class, and I had made one of these recordings, you know. And I, we're supposed to bring all the equipment home at the end of the year, you know. Yeah. And I gave him a copy of the recording you know like the little record or whatever and um i was like you know i'm really in love with this process i love doing this and all this kind of stuff and he's like you know the school system is like refreshing all their av equipment next year he's like you know if for some reason the soundboard and the, i think i had like two microphones and it was not fancy stuff right he's like if it didn't you know come back in the box Ooh. i'm sure you know the world wouldn't end he's like wow. it's supposed to come back but so anyway, so what happened Santa was, story. so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like all these weird things happened where I gave him the thing and he, he listened to it. And it was probably garbage, but he's probably like, Hey, at least this kid is trying. Yeah. Right. And so he's like, Hey, you know, if the stuff doesn't show back up, you know? And so I was like, Oh my God. So he's like, I can't tell you that you don't have to bring it back. Wow. But I think needless to say, it didn't, it didn't end up coming back. And I, and we used that sound for years and those microphones, um, that's and awesome. And so that kind of like built up. That was like another cool gift and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so some bizarro where, Santa Claus moments. Where would you, where'd you, where'd you, uh, where'd you grow up at? Uh, so Michigan. So I grew up in Michigan. No kidding. Yeah, and I didn't come down here until 2001, I think. What part of Michigan? Um, so a place called Howell. So it's like halfway between Lansing, the capital, yeah. and Ann Arbor. Okay, so you're a big Wolverines fan? My brother went to University of Michigan, so I guess Ooh. by default, sort of. Fun. Yeah. Do you, do you know about Ann Arbor? I don't know anything about it. 
Uh, okay. Sports. Big, biggest stadium in, like, you in know, the whole country. You know, it's just a big, big stadium. Shout out to my brother. He uh, yeah. played in the University of Michigan marching band. Oh, dude. So like, he, I, was, I was talking about that on the on the, on the the ride home, like getting into one of those the music schools, and that's actually where Volpec is, uh, where they went to school. Was, I didn't know that. You didn't okay. know that? Yeah, no, they, I did they not know that. They met at the University of Michigan. It's like a really, really good music You're telling program. me about that, yeah. But uh, uh, getting into one of those uh, big colleges uh, to be in one of those marching bands is a huge deal, but Michigan's a huge one. Ohio State's another big one. Yeah, he, he, he tore it up, and I think, like, you know, in the first couple of big bands that, you know, like we did with each other mm-hmm. when him and I started actually working together, I think seeing the lessons and things that that like taught him. Right. You know, definitely inspired me in some ways, like the dedication piece of it. Because like you're saying, it's a, it's a hard thing to do. You're performing every week in front of like, I don't know how big the stadium is. 100,000 people. I'll say, I want to say 80 <laughs> to like 100. You that's, know, so every, that's Super every Bowl week level you're doing, stuff. Yeah, every week. yeah, every week you're doing that. And I think like he got to meet um, some great like uh, composers. I'm sure, yeah. And uh, that kind of stuff. So I think like he, he got to like hang out with John Williams. Because <laughs> they played the Rose Bowl and like he got to go. He's wow. the like a, he's the um, he wrote uh, like a ton Star Wars all Star Wars. I love uh, Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> like what E E T I think as well, right? Yeah, anything with Spielberg, uh, he did. Yeah, too, yeah. Right? So pretty uh, pretty cool that's stuff. That's cool. We got to meet him. Yeah, that's I awesome. Was like man, that's somebody I would have loved to meet. But he he inspired me in that way. You know, my brother he never did quit the piano kind of thing. So I saw yeah, I saw yeah, his yeah. dedication and was like, man, that's you know that's pretty awesome. I just had didn't get that instrument bug till yeah. way way later it wasn't for I you understand. it was for your brother <laughs> yeah that's funny my little sister plays guitar and sings nice okay so yeah we're basically like the carpenters there you go. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> at any point in time we could start the band but she's she's a, 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 a not secret agent special agent for the department secret, of secret agent yeah right. <laughs> but i can't really spread that information out anyway, <laughs> well you know sorry to interrupt <laughs> but uh i was just wondering uh where it was that you grew up uh and you were doing all this stuff and everything if it was down in florida i'm like where would you go to school where did they give away <laughs> mixing boards. <laughs> yeah. That's why I right. wanted it now. Well, and it was like, it was so funny because it was just like a little like couple, you know, I think it was like a four or eight channel board. board and like I said, it was not nothing terribly fancy, but yeah. it gave me the means to like sit at home, you know, over those next few years and like understand like, hey, you know, how does, you know, music production kind of work at a very basic like yeah. made level like what, and, and let me what, try trial and error stuff. You yeah, know? what does this do? How does this work kind of shit, you know? Yeah. It's, it's amazing when you're a kid too, like uh, when you finally get like your hands on something like that uh, because like you don't have any money. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I'm going to use this to its 120% potential. Like I remember uh, I had the same scenario. I had a uh, uh, like uh, cracked version of Fruity Loops Yeah. Uh, when I was okay. like uh, 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 13 or 14. I'm like, I was just like an expert at it yep. at 13 because like, that's all I had. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, 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 I totally understand it. Uh, you, we need to give kids more music instruments. That would be a good thing to start. Yeah, For yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it gives you like that, like exactly what you're saying. You're going to use it to its like maximum potential because one, you probably maybe, but in all likelihood you, you don't have the means to go out and just get different things. And then, the amount of creativity that you have to use to yeah. max those things out, I think Absolutely. is really good for like teaching you long-term process. A hundred percent. You know, there was something in that that like galvanized it in me of like, Hey, and the biggest mystery of all, cause if you're just, if you're passively listening to music or like you're really passionate about listening to music, like maybe you don't understand how those things are put together. So f- I, I didn't. Right. So for me, the cool mystery was like, whoa, you know, like I'll record like this finger style acoustic guitar thing. And then I'll sing and then I'll put some harmonies on it. And then maybe I'll put like some kind of little thing behind it to complement. Like and then all of a sudden to me, it's like, oh, this is kind of like 
this is how you know this is how songs are made right and it's like I don't know it still lights me up now just thinking about it because that was like a little mini mirror like I guess I didn't really think about it that way but all these little Santa Claus moments that you're yeah. saying are pretty cool like I had one with my dad that was like give that. kids all your stuff is what we're trying to say <laughs> just they're give better a, give than it us to they're gonna take over the world just stop stop hoarding it <laughs> let the kids let the kids have a chance let the kids play some music if you see a kid like that that was weird uh, uh not weird or whatever but like what he he left uh uh would you say it was your uncle or something uh, that left the guitar my brother yep the brother let it because he's like no you can't play it no you can't play it and then he lets it cuz he yeah. felt that <laughs> yeah just let him play it it's so cool man let the kids play yeah what do you think about that yeah let the kids play yeah, i did kind i i did not <laughs> not hate kids uh, part I, of the reptilian philosophy no, no, uh, well he wants to eat them yes. right, right. <laughs> so, so i actually really yeah, like them yeah, a lot if they're then, playing right? if they're playing we can't drink their blood <laughs> yeah. no yeah they're worth something cuz then no they're worth something right i see now talentless children is what he does they're all talentless children i did kind of want to touch a little bit on the production side of it because it, it is I think you have a very similar uh, way of looking at it that I do and him and I were talking about this the other day about like he's very much in the performance aspect of playing yeah. and I mean I like performing obviously but I could but if I never play a show again but I get to work in the studio for the rest of my life I would do that <laughs> because like there's because like what you're saying is like the idea of like of like laying something down and all of a sudden well, I can try doing this I can try doing that and then you start and the more you do that you actually start to hear things without actually having to play anything and then you can put that into practice or you can put that into 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 what you're doing and it's uh I don't know man there's there's a magic that you can do with that it's like there, there's no limits to to to, to creativity with, with your mind in that scenario yeah it definitely is exercising a different muscle yeah right and and um I think the more muscles that you learn to exercise around like music and it, it's not a thing, right? It's this multiplicity of things. Right. Like, so I, I, I definitely hear you there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely most in love with the performing of the music. Yeah. Piece, but I do, I do agree that there is another side to it in, and I think actually you said it really awesome is going through the production side of things. It does something for your writing and it does something for like the time where you're not able to have your hands on an instrument. Like there may be times in the day or times at night. And I think it like helps you do that construction in your head. Right. And then all of a sudden it gives you a little bit of extra juice when you do get your hands on the instrument because right. you're, you're able to process thoughts around like the whole idea in a different way. Right. It's not better or worse, but it's definitely another mu like a, a different muscle. And um, even on top of that, I think there's some other cool benefits like to me i think and i think in the album that we're working on now i'm hoping people hear it is there are some like choices in there that are more reserved right like we'll have a lot of songs that are very um they open themselves up to a lot of improv right and on the record we're like hey instead of everyone being um 10 11 12 minutes right we it also teaches you to go back in and be a little bit um to make sure you're shaping those songs that they get to a place where they deliver the full message that maybe the 12 minute version would give right. someone, but to do it in a way that you can get it into four five, six and not cutting it for the sake of cutting it, but just making the potency level higher. Yeah. Like distilling it for the record. I yeah, guess. Exactly. And then concentrating it down to like just 
amazing five minute jam. Yeah. yeah like boiling it down, yeah, man. Like, you know, it down. Well, and, and there's, that's another cool, like honesty with yourself through the production process yes. that I think Ugh. that hits on kind of where you're going to. Yeah. I hate that. Well, well there's, yeah. <laughs> it's brutal, man. He knows, he already knows it's, right. br- it's brutal, but yeah, I but think I'm it's a worst. cool muscle to work on. Right. Yeah, well, it's definitely very revealing. It's definitely very, very revealing where you're at as a musician in a lot of ways, but then there's also like kind of what you're saying with the, um, uh, kind of uh, condensing songs down to like four or five minutes, whereas live you'd play them, it could be like a 10 or, 20 or 15 minute jam or something. Um, there's something about uh, working within that limitation, like you're saying, to really distill this perfect product. And then also like, I don't know, to me, when you're recording something, it, it exists forever. Like that's, that whether people hear it or not, it exists in the world forever. When you're playing live, it's a moment, it's a fleeing moment, which is, which I, I love playing live and everything. But like, to me, there's, there's something about creating like a permanent part of existence that's like, has to be like perfect perfection, you know? And so I think that for me in a studio, I like less of the improv stuff and I like to really have everything down to like, I don't care how many times it takes to, to do it. Just it, ha- it should be perfect, you know. He really doesn't take. He really doesn't care how many times it takes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Relentless. Yeah. There's something. There's something really cool to be said for that, right? We wouldn't have probably Steely Dan records. This. Right. Yeah, for sure. We wouldn't have Pink Floyd records either. Or like Rush and like all the prog rock bands yep. and all so that stuff. So I mean, stuff, there's something. Know? There's something in and in, in the entire pop catalog. Love it or leave it, whatever. But you know, that's that's in the same absolute vein of thinking and that's why i think like studio work has different levels of um it jives on different levels with different bands right like there's no mystery right the grateful dead you know studio records and although they put out amazing ones right that was a harder process for them to do right than maybe some other bands that went in with that intent so i think there's definitely there's definitely folks that are more in that camp there's certainly folks that are less in that camp but i think you're right about making something that is kind of permanent in that way. It's not yeah. as much of like a live tape or someone just coming to a show. You're saying, hey, this is this is what we are, which is also, I was chatting with you the other day, you know, that's also the really tough part because as an artist, right, all the dang records are like almost always a retrospective, right? Yeah. So that by the time you're done, it's who you were. <laughs> it's who you were in yeah. a sense, you know? You're almost sick of it. Yeah. And, and to me, like that's the part that I – Time to go on tour. Yeah, like that's the part that like, kills me because, you know, doing it, I'm like, this is, you know, I'm having fun doing it, yeah. put pouring your heart and soul to it. And then by the time you get to the end of it, you know, I'm always trying to practice and learn and all these other things. And like, I'm like, well, gosh, this is who I was, you know, when we started this. Right. Yeah, we're, you know, we're having the same fucking problem, not problem, but like the same issue with it. Where we're just like, damn, we've been playing these songs for so long and everything like that. And we're finally recording it. And it's like, okay, so it's done. They're like, no, it's not yeah. done. <laughs> it's definitely not Gotta done. Gotta keep playing these you songs. Gotta keep playing these songs. <laughs> yeah, so you can a, sell your album. Yeah, yeah. that's the trick. I mean, that's a tricky part, right? And and I know, it, you know anyone who's doing recording or in music or probably artists too, right? By the time you finish a, if it's like a painting or something, you know, it's kind of who you were at that period, which yeah. in, in one sense is really beautiful. That's sure. that's weird, you know. I wonder how painters feel about that. Painters, if you're there, let me know. That's I, a great I've wondered question. about that. I feel like uh, 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 movie directors and actors. You always see like interviews on actors like, oh, I, know, I didn't watch that movie, and I'm like, why yeah. not? Are yeah. you like that big of an asshole? And then I'm like, oh, because you were doing it for nine months and you had like the whole thing memorized. Why would you want to watch that? Yeah. Again? Right? Yeah. And I get it. But I've listened to our first EP maybe two or three times, and it's usually just me showing it to other people, and like the rest of it, it's like I would like. 
are you kidding me putting it on just to listen to it there is that aspect of it that, that, that is a little that, that's a little um i guess monotonous what, what from the studio side of it but for me just the process of being in the studio and creating and just like the, the like the boundlessness of it you know like no, there's nothing you can't do there was a there was a funny uh bit from aziz Ansari where he went to kanye west's house and he was like, he got to the, his party, and Kanye West was just playing his music at his party. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to say. There's, yeah. it's, it, that's like kind of like yeah. cringy, like, oh, we're gonna put, we're gonna put our music on, like, ugh. okay, it's a little pretentious, <laughs> sick. Um, I, I don't know if I could. Ben, I did want to. I would do that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no, was I, I, I was just finishing done? off my sentence. Oh, okay, um, I did want to ask you a little <laughs> bit about. Uh, <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> about uh Herta Watts and just like what that process was of starting that, that band and that was like your first real gigging band yeah 100 well I mean yes and no right the the very first gigging band that I was in in college was this band called Asilo oh yeah Sean's talking um, about them man Asilo like Green Asilo it means like haven and what um in Spanish right oh oh sorry yeah um but that was like the first um gigging band we were in right and that band was freaking so much fun that was some of the most fun days yeah um but then when we when we finished school right several of us were you know going in different places all that kind of thing so sean and i ended up in saint augustine and continued to play and so we kind of heard of watts became a thing right and that started to live and that band you know you know the cool part is we had quite a journey all together and we did got to do some amazing things and i think we all learned a ton about you know how to be in a band right and all the things that it takes to be in a band and luckily i think at this point you know we're still all incredible friends that's why it's so kind of strange to me still like we're not playing haven't played for a long time i still feel like it it's not like we it's like weird like it wasn't like all right we're breaking up you know it was just we were doing different things at the time and I think had some other interests that we were pursuing and there were like a lot of big life changes for people happening. Um, so I think that was really the main umph behind how that, how that, I don't want to even say broke up, but how that thing got put on a shelf somewhere. Right. Uh, I would never rule out, you know, heard of watch show popping up from time and again. Sure. Yeah. But, um, and because we're all friends, right. And we learned so much from each other. That, that band was an incredible point in like, my personal life uh development as a musician all like the lessons learned playing with some super superheroes of mine um getting to go to swanee like yeah. all all those things that built like hey this is really what i want to do with myself <laughs> you know yeah. or kind of actualized through the lens of herd of watts and i got to understand what that is and feels like and could be right because there was obviously still room to grow um but even at, after that period as well, I think I, I learned maybe even more about myself, right? And that was like the crazy part. And and probably about each person that I played with there in that group as well. Because you, you get to a point where like, all right, you guys have all been in certain bands. I know you've been in some really fantastic bands Thanks. as well. What a nice guy. You know? But, but you yeah, know, you go through. He's a real nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he, don't, he don't like them too much. But. Well, but you go through these things, right? And, and you play and you get to play some great places or play with or open for some heroes yeah. and all these kind of things and then at a, at a certain point like your identity is is wrapped into that project to a certain extent right you're so invested and this is uh -huh. kind of who you are and what you're doing yeah. and then if that thing is gone yeah 
then all of a sudden, like, at least for me, I don't speak for anybody else, but like for me, like I was faced with like, Hey, is this really who I am? Is this really what I want to do? Like, how do I go forward as a musician on another path? What does that look like? It takes courage, I think, for yeah. like everyone in the bands. And that's not just me. You know, I was crazy. That's not what I mean. I mean, it takes like an inner resolve to be like, hey, you know, this one thing that was a big part of who I am is not what I'm doing right now. It's just gone. Yeah. And um, I'm going to continue to be a musician. Like, and to me, like digging in deep, that's like I had never taken lessons. That's when I like decided, hey, I'm going to go try to learn some things and like face a lot of the gaps that I felt like I personally had to. Yeah. Cause I wasn't, I mean, I was always practicing trying to learn new things, but I wasn't like consciously on the path to really, really grow. And I like push myself. I'm like, Hey, if this is what I really feel, I love it. I'm going to push myself. And, um, that was a good period of time. And then kind of led to me doing this project. So I think like when you talk about the full electric and kind of heard a lot, it's like the, whole evolution through right through things right how much time do you think was in between it you know i think there was probably i mean that that's like the funny thing about the full electric the whole idea and i didn't you know i, I didn't even like necessarily want to put my like name on a band yeah but i did that because at, at the time i didn't know like where things were going they kind of like i knew i had to keep doing something sure and be, i had a rotating group of folks a lot like i was kind of in the mind of like everyone orchestra remember, kind of thing remember, yeah, yeah. And, and so I was like, well, if it has my name on it, at least something consistent. So people know like, hey, what kind of vibe might it have or like what kind of music might be played? Yeah, it's a smart call, I think. Um, because I was trying to find a way to keep it grounded as I was trying to figure out like what playing with a bunch of different people was like. Because we were, I mean, remember, we, I mean, we were doing like 150, 60, 70 dates a year right. with the same, you know, coupled guys. And um so I hadn't been playing with a lot of other people, and that was part of the challenge as well. It's like, hey, play with other people, get in these situations, grow as a person, grow as a musician. Um, it's an insane amount of discipline to be able to put yourself in those scenarios, you know? Well, and be like, hey, you know, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I was trying to push myself because yeah. I, I, I knew, like, in my own self, like, there were gaps I wanted to tackle. Yeah, you for know? sure. And so that was part of, I think, that whole, like, process. Let's so see, there wasn't a lot of time, I, I think, in between it. It was something I was like, all right, let's face the music of this thing. Right. Well, it's interesting about, like, what you were saying about doing, like, 150, 160 shows a year. It's like, it's not It's not that you don't practice. You were saying you kind of, like, weren't practicing the way you should have been. It's not that you don't practice or anything. It's just that, you, like you're saying, you're not practicing the way you should because you have, you know, three or four shows that week. And you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to play later this week. And I'll just, you know, you get caught. You don't want to pick up your instrument. You just don't want to do it on a night off or on a day off or something. You well, know, it was like that or like even a, even a lot of the practicing we were doing were for like really cool show opportunities. Right. So you're putting together a set list. Yeah. Or something. So it, yeah. it becomes like a little bit different from a ch from a practice routine kind of thing. Right. Like you're practicing when I'm trying to learn and like work with new ideas. That's a very different kind of practice than like, hey we're going to open for like snarky puppy a hundred percent, you know, yeah. and it was a different, different mindset, which was also awesome, yeah. you know? So I'm, you know, but for me, like there were ideas that like, I wanted to learn, like, I want to learn more about like messing with modal playing. And I wanted to, you know, learn more about like, Hey, how can I infuse these things that I'm hearing from artists that I really like into ideas that I have or songs that I'm writing. And I wasn't, I wasn't, taking the time to do that the way I should have. And so as an artist, like the artist part of me was fighting the band part of me right. in a way. 
and and I had to find that balance. Now I feel like I, I understand how to see that balance and recognize it. But at the time, like I said, I had plenty of gaps in my own like personal way I wanted to grow. Yeah. But I just I wasn't addressing those gaps. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's kind of a, a, a thing with with a lot of musicians that are in working bands like that. It's everybody wants to be better and be getting better but then you have like this other thing that you're doing and sometimes it takes priority over your personal stuff because you're working for like the greater cause of this band and it's like i don't know you just have to do it otherwise you can't pay rent yeah yeah Yeah, exactly yeah there's nothing wrong with it either i mean like that's why life is everybody's path is different first of all and that's what's great about it and also like it's lifelong learning right as a musician if you're dedicated to it you decide to get on this train it's a ray, right? It's not a line. There's not two endpoints. It's a ray. There's a start, and then this keeps going. That's it. And like learning how to get comfortable with that. Yeah, I guess is what this is all about. Maybe I don't know. Cool. Yeah, you're you're uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah, it's a ray. It's a ray. Yeah, uh, all life. It's not a line segment. I, I I did though. I thought about it like kind of a line segment. And, yeah, and it's it, true. It's not. It's a ray, man. And, yeah and at the end of the day it's like you're never really going to be satisfied with where you're at 100 percent. like there's always gonna be somebody that you hear that's going to be better or that you think is better or doing something that you don't know how to do that you like that you don't think you're able to figure out how to do or whatever it might be there's always going to be that but yeah it's 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 a crazy it's a crazy thing to try and pursue because it's a pursuit uh of of an endless of a a life that's just being unhappy all the time because like you're just never satisfied where you're at. Well, that's not the way, that's not the way I look at it. No, I, I don't. I, I was, I just, it was, I'm just trying it's to. It's not obviously the way I look at no, it. But, but, it just, but it sounds like it sounds like you're just like there's always gonna be somebody better than you and et cetera. Well, so no, that just, should give you the reason to do it. it, it it's I, more I, of just not being happy with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't have a, a, a not contempt, what's the word I'm looking for? The opposite of that. Con, uh, content. Sorry. Yeah, content. <laughs> yeah, content. <laughs> if you're not content with just who you are and being okay with like, hey, well, why did I sign up for this? You do it for yourself. Yeah. No, you then got. You're not, then you're never. You're never gonna be happy. That was a big part of my. That was a big, big part of my growth. Oh, I know. When I went to the, when I started doing the lessons, right? I no. went to take lessons from a guy who's amazing guitar player, right? Um, Tony Smotherman. Yeah, let's say you want to give him a shout out. Yeah, He's yeah. I was say, let me give you a shout out, man. One of the most amazing guitar players i have ever heard and then i was lucky enough to you know pick his brain all the time and the nicest guy not like one of the nice i mean the nicest guy and one of the things that he i you know i don't know what he would say about it but one of the things i felt like i got as a takeaway outside of all the great lessons kind of things was exactly what you're talking about you know i would talk to him about we had like several times like throughout the period I was learning and studying under him where I say, Hey, you know, I was expressing the kind of things you were talking about, you know, and those were struggles that I had. And I'm like, well, you know, and he kind of put a different way of thinking about it. It was, Hey, you know, look, you are who you are and you are where you are right now in that moment. It's like, if you go on stage or you're at a rehearsal or you're doing whatever, even you're practicing, you know, like you are where you are. And if you want to grow, you have to be okay with that first and then you have to build on that but if you're if you can't reconcile the two like hey this is where i'm at and this is where i want to be um it's going to be really hard to have like meaningful growth and to kind of break that cycle because i I had that man you know and i've gotten it's never really i think doesn't really go away right that's part of it's like that one little devil on your shoulder that keeps you know always but, uh, but that's being able to control that i think as much as you can pushing yourself to realize that hey where i'm at is where i'm at and that's okay yeah and i can grow from here yes and like believing that like 
kind of how, how you were talking about it. I mean, that's like a big shift that I had to make. And to be honest, it shifted like everything about the way I approach music, practice, performance, uh, even like interaction in a band. Like it changed so much for me and how I think about things. Another another part of that too so is, thank you, Tony. is uh, <laughs> uh, uh, accepting the plateau that you're on. And so like if you if you're like, I need to get to this, this next level, I need to get to this next level, you're not, you're never going to grow. You have to be uh, uh, okay with being. This is this is where I am, and uh, uh, the people who fail uh, uh, on that, they get tired of that, and they think that it's never going to change, so they give up. Or then they just get too ambitious, and they're like, "I have to change," and then they don't take enough time. Just dig in, and stick to where you're at, and uh, uh, absorb the plateau, and then you will become better. That's part of uh, 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 any sort of skill. Anyways, this podcast is basically for children. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, just, absolutely. Just message for children. Just just don't give up. Don't it's give ba- up. Don't give up, and then don't get frustrated. You're going to yeah. get through those multiplication tables. Yeah. I promise <laughs> you. Will, you will get through it. The 12s are hard, but you're going to do it. 12s <laughs> are hard. 12s don't make sense. I believe in you. Sense, I believe in you. Um, so you did mention something about like interacting with a band, like and how you've done, like how like how you've grown in in that way from being in a herd of Watts to where you're at right now. So maybe talk a little bit about your experience now running uh, the full electric versus when you were kind of more like a more democratic scenario in herd of Watts. I, I guess is probably the right way to put it. Yeah, I think I think herd of Watts. The thing about it is like I really resisted a lot of that as much as I think anybody naturally might right so there were definitely louder voices in that room sometimes but it was a very i feel like at least it was pretty democratic thing overall even to the point where like there were some big gaffes i think we made for as many cool things as we we were able to do like things that like we didn't pursue because of a democratic like consensus on it or whatever like there was one that will stick with me forever there were a couple of us like when snarky or not snarky puppy when uh, naughty professor Right, one of my like favorite naughty professor. Fucking if you're out awesome. there, Love holy crap! Yeah, we saw them in New Orleans. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, they're like, like the. They're amazing. They're really good. Uh, every everyone in that band, I love. Um, it was them opening up for Marcus. No, King. no, it was it was them being the backup band for Marcus. Oh, King. it was. Yeah. So it was them at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah your whole, your whole discography is like way. I was drunk. It was New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you want yeah. to do? No, their whole their their discography is way beyond like. I mean, and it's already, I think, well praised, you know, but it's it's way beyond even. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, those guys are sick. When they were first coming up, though, they were doing like the the circuit, you know. Right. And they came through 1904 and we had a show with them and it was a great show. And then we were talking to them and like maybe a couple months later, it was like, hey, we're going to do this show in New Orleans. It's going to be a, like a good venue. Um, I think. I don't remember exactly now where. I think it was Tipitina's. Tipitina's. Ooh, I'm pretty a great I'm spot. Pretty, Holy pretty shit. sure it was burned in my brain. And we were like, "Hey, can we come out there and maybe do a show together?" They're like, "Yeah, let's do a show." And we had, we were so like excited about that. <laughs> that would have been like for sure the biggest show we'd ever done. And like we're like these crazy awesome jazz players are even gonna let us on a bill with them. Where yeah. I know, <laughs> you know, someone is in New Orleans drinking, making calls. But it was, but it was awesome, and we were gonna be able to do it. And we ended up not doing that because there was one person in the band who could not do that date. And so we were kind of like very that makes democratic me wanna, and like, didn't do punch it. Punch somebody for you. <laughs> well, <laughs> how do you not? Okay. Well, like, it was whatever. a, de- well, I'm saying though, were they it was getting a, married? No, no excuse. No. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a, it was a democratic kind of thing though. That's what we had. Oh, I mean, it was, man, it how was do you kinda... turn down Tipitina's though? Jesus Christ. And so we ended up just not doing it for, 
for that, right? And that was one thing like that I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I had done that gig. <gasps> Wait, um, was it Sean? Just no, no. it's not Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably feels no. the same way. I think he probably feels the same way. That was a joke, I did Sean. Sorry, he's in our band now. Yep, so yep. that was a joke. Well, and it's funny because <laughs> the guy that the guy that you know precipitated, I think that decision ended up not being with the band. Right. You know, right. in the uh, not distant future from that. And so I always kind of looked at it. I'm like, man, you know, not that it would have necessarily been like the pivotal shift in the world or whatever, but it would have been a great opportunity um, to have done something that I really wanted to do. And I think would have been good to do, you know, for everybody involved. Sure. That we did not because of democratic things. So that's like one thing that is stuck is that, hey, you know, consensus of the band is super important. Sure. Everyone has to have buy in and everybody has to have a serious stake. Agreed. But sometimes. Got to make calls yeah 100 and, and we didn't do that we were always we you know we didn't do that always let me put it that way you know there were times like you know sean was very good at being a good voice of reason or my brother matthew was also a very good like voice of reason on different things and i'm sure there were times where i was and uh and jamal was as well but i don't think we had it like oiled right you know i don't think we had that thing dialed in and, and one of the things that i've tried to do like with the full lecture different differently even like in the way that the folks came to the band and all that kind of stuff i my initial knee-jerk reaction with that project was to be like more not dictatorial but much more like hey you know this is what we need to do kind of thing right and as the band actually formed though <laughs> some it just kind of happened strangely is i kind of at the same time i was getting the lessons and i was learning about that hey except kind of where you're at's where you're at yeah learn that maybe even if that's not where you want to be to be okay with that in be order comfortable to grow with it yes i took the same approach to like thinking about band visioning and then all of a sudden like we got the opportunity to do swanee rising and we started opening up for a couple really great folks again and then all the band like cast of characters like settled in and then that continued to evolve so i've kind it's of full electric right yeah okay yeah, i've kind sure. of taken this like hold on loosely sort of thing with it and it's it's not that because i didn't have expectations it exceeded expectations it's more like because i respected whatever is going on in the universe and i said hey you know i'm definitely shooting for something but i'm not forcing things it's like i removed this friction in the tectonic plates so of you're like, a Taoist then I, I guess you stream down know. the river yeah, yeah. You, you know um that's yeah it's, it's definitely something to be said about not fighting you know like like just like being on the plateau is the fight yeah just don't give in to frustration and don't give in to giving up right I don't think you know so much about the plateau that you can dismiss it right, Absolutely. right. I mean, oh my gosh like just I loved what there. you said about that because I was like man I'm glad you I, I wanted to come back I, to I that I didn't come up with well that. still though I took it from David Foster Wallace you ever nice. read uh, okay. Infinite Chess before no I it's haven't only the longest book of all time okay i read it <laughs> no i'm not just humble brag hey. the longest book of all time but he says that about uh, uh tennis tennis uh players about okay. about athletes about any sort of skill about where where uh, uh you are and and training and 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 uh, for your skill and and that's the people who like go the go the distance is the one that like i'm in a plateau now don't give up heck yeah don't get frustrated right yep anyways no, I, lo I love that. I, I wish mean, I came up with that, but I didn't. Well, <laughs> still a good point either way, though, you know? It is a good I mean, point. Rest yeah. in peace, David Foster Wallace, one of the best American writers of all time. Uh, so um, so as far as, like, your your approach with the band now, do you feel like you you kind of, like, by, by kind of, like, 
do you delegate a lot of responsibility or do you, or do you give people more of a voice in, in what's going on or, or how do you, he uh, shuts it down. I shut all voices he down. Shut all voices down. down. And then he fucking hired, hired, <laughs> he hired, hired Janice to fucking. I hired yeah. Janice, <laughs> which she's obviously not doing a good enough job. Well, you know, maybe was, she just doesn't work on Sundays. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Chick Fil A, yeah, Chick Fil A, Janice. Chick Fil A, Janice is a great Chick Fil A. So there you go. That, that's a new project name. There I'm we go. sorry to interrupt. Uh, Please answer the question now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, like encouraging everybody's voice. And, and I think um, to get to some kind of like hybrid of, of, you know, not wanting to be overly assertive, but also being able to pursue like what the vision is, it's kind of, kind of having frequent, but low key like checkpoints on like kind of where are things going right. and where are we trying to go right. and what are the best ways to do that? Like part of the thing is realizing like you have around you, hopefully in anybody in any band or it could be a business, well, it is a business, business right? Business, yeah. Um, in it, in any business or venture, I guess is the word I'm looking for. In any kind of venture, it's more like bucket agnostic, right? In any venture is like, do you have like some kind of shared vision? And if you do, and if there's accountability to the vision, I feel like you don't have to be as assertive in a negative way. Yeah. Because you have this consensus. You would and, hope so anyways, yeah. Well, but and you need to you need to check on it and you need to foster the growth of it and if you go about it that way, I think you're going to learn more about what your vision or what that vision looks like to everybody else too. Right. Which also increases, right. I feel like everybody's, everybody's buy-in to that right. thing and it makes it a mutual vision, right? If you're yeah. like, hey, this is my vision and this is what we're trying to do. Well, as soon as you say, this is my vision, this is what we're trying to do, you've just said mine and we. Right. And that kind of doesn't, doesn't really work right it has to be this is our vision this is what we can yeah, you do you gotta sell it to them and you well i don't even think that you gotta learn what it is from them like you're learning from people i think it's like good like um they always say good management like right it all comes down to like good people leadership right and it's hearing your people right um and it's understanding everybody's strengths and weaknesses and encouraging growth maybe where they have weaknesses but also lifting up those strengths i think there's like so much to that that you know a lot of times like art context maybe sometimes leave behind because there's so much passion involved yeah um so that's i think the way i'm thinking about it now is like hey if i knew everything i'd be on like a relics podcast right you right. know if i had it all figured out you know i would have um did like you, a wait, huge did you just diss our podcast <laughs> what i'm saying what i'm saying is if i had all the answers right okay, i would be getting i would buddy. be getting i would be getting phone calls from janice uh -huh. saying hey you need to come to new york you know sorry it's not howard stern but yeah it's not I'm howard sorry, stern, I'm, not Joe Rogan. I'm pretty pissed that all, <laughs> okay you know we gotta do better. No. But we gave you gotta work what you got. Hey, let Fuck me say this. With it. I watch this thing every week, <laughs> yeah, religiously, we're really and I'm commenting the whole way through. Well, okay, yeah, we're losing viewers and comments because you're not actually <laughs> <laughs> watching and you're actually on it. <laughs> no, but you know, but there's you gotta you gotta recognize that, right? If you had everything figured out, then you wouldn't be working yeah, through exactly. it. You wouldn't be working sure. through it. So for yeah. me, like I, I'm trying to be super honest with myself, right? That comes part of the process. Like if I had all the answers, so I want to listen to the people that I'm around. Whether that's other bands, you know, I, I, I spitball stuff by you all the time. Right. I talk to a lot of different people trying to learn, hey, how are you thinking about this? How are you? Because if I knew the answers, right, I, I would be where I, you know, that's just something that you got to, like, recognize how much there's to learn. Yeah. I just think, like guitar, right? If, yeah. Or piano, right? If you were like, hey, 
I don't need to ask any questions. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's, it's, that's my scenario. No, but I, I, I'm teasing. It's, you know, it's like any so. other skills. Leadership is a skill in that in the sense. It's like it's like kind of like, like 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 leading from behind rather than leading from the front. You know what I mean? And then also, I think a big thing is is uh, delegating responsibilities is a huge thing. Because, like it kind of speaks to what you're saying in this in, in the sense of like realizing where you're not the best and where somebody else might be better at it. And if they if they have a vested interest in what you're doing, maybe it's better for them to take that role on. Yeah, you know, 100%. And, and that's a. Uh, and yeah, so I don't know. I think that that's something I, I've really in the last like year or so I've been really kind of getting on and, and also trying to be better at hearing like everybody else's perspective listening. on things, listening to other people's perspectives on things. Because again, it's supposed to be everyone's supposed to be bought into to the vision. And if everyone just feels like they're working for somebody else's vision, it's like, well, what? It's OK. Well, this is cool. We're doing some cool stuff. But it's like, what am I actually doing here? You know, so 100 percent. We, we've got a good business model. He pretty much does everything, and then we just show up. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, you no, know, no, we've 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 been pretty good at delegating. No, we stuff have, and, and we're all on board and everything too. I was I was I was just making it. Yeah, joke. we had a good meeting. We're just joking. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a couple just, guys hanging out. Just joking. And I think like t- I t- like. But, but but go back to what you said. Uh, 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 I I I do think that there's got there's got to be some head honcho in charge about it. You yeah. Know what I mean, and not not even to make like executive decisions or anything like that. More just sometimes being like being like I don't know. I don't know. Like, name any other business where it's not like a captain or like a, you know CEO or anything like that. It's there. There's got to be somebody in charge, and obviously treat your uh, 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 employees nice. But at the same time, like, uh, uh, I hate is so much different because it's like you can't do this on your own. It's not employees. It's the wrong way of looking at it. It's no, again no, no, just no, delegating no, no, responsibility. That's what I was trying to yeah. say. We're not employees. Well, like, you, uh, not that you have to sell your vision or, or anything like that. You're sharing it, and you're like, I want this guy. It's like, hey, look, this is what we could do if if we're all on board to this and everything like that. Another pirate reference. Uh, 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 but if, Yeah, exactly. Uh, or captain reference, rather. But the whole point is that you uh, 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 want to uh, uh, do it together and everything like right. that. Right, right. And then uh, eventually you can go down the line, and then I think only like maybe like what one band ever made it work, which is the Doors, and then that was the only one where it's like we all make decisions equally. Yeah, and that was it. There's a lot of there's some bands. I do think some like that's an older model also where it wasn't like you did have you had somebody who spoke on behalf of the band, which kind of was like the band leader in in those. But it was like really labels and everybody else were making those those decisions for them. Yeah, you're right. So, but what I will say for any for anybody that wants to start a band or for anybody that wants to any band leaders out there right now that might be watching or that are interested something that i've learned it's very important to try and make sure that that you know what what everybody's vision in the band is yeah that way you can try and like figure out where those differences are and then really discuss why those differences are there and then figure out if you can get on the same page with that because you, typically you will because you're not hiring anybody no that's you don't want to hire people right then then it's a job and then it's just like they don't give a fuck about you. it's not financially viable it's, to do it that way either it's like it's like cashier at walmart they're gonna take you know a little bit longer on their 15 minute break you know what i mean so uh, uh yeah you've got to you've got to find people <laughs> yeah. that like you're like, oh, hey, how much do you love music? And they're like, I don't know. I like I listen to music every now and then. I play it so and so. Like, okay, so 
do you not want to do this for a living and do you not want to like you know share like an amazing experience and do this and they're like no i was like all right well then you're out buddy. right well and, and we're not hot we're not we're not including you right yeah. it's better. not hiring you it's like it's like joining like a, a super secret club yeah and please for the <laughs> love of god if you're out there and and you are either a band leader or you're starting a band and you're having like thinking about what your vision is please do not i hope it is not hey be be famous be you know, yeah. get in yeah, it for true. the if you're gonna make art man and this is a big like conviction of mine right do it for the right reasons right right um do it because you don't know anything else to do with or your maybe life. you like, can't that, or you can't do anything can't else. do anything else you that's know? really if it, yeah like, if you take it away from me like your entire world falls apart because it's Again, 91 days. <laughs> I'm about to... I, like, You're about I'm, to lose it. No, yeah. I've already lost my yeah. mind. I've yeah. been talking to a volleyball for the past fucking two weeks. <laughs> Wilson. Wilson! <laughs> yeah, get into it Get into it for the right, re- you know, the right reason. And that part can be a little tricky, right? But, I mean, gosh, there's something to be said. We got enough folks, I think, in the, in the game, you know, for the wrong reasons. Get in it for the right one. And, get, and, yeah, get famous, get money. Fuck bitches somewhere around. That's like those three things. All those things. I just question man, I'm marks like, uh, and then profit. Yeah, that's that line gets blurred sometimes though because, and I know that I've been, I've been, you know, I've, I get like uh, that line gets blurred for me quite often too because it's like, in order to continue to do what you like, like to do it for the art, you actually have to make it. You have to actually make it financially sustainable as well. So how do you do that without really sacrificing? Your, the, the the artistic integrity there and then finding that balance the, the balance exists it's just a, <laughs> thanks Brian <laughs> uh, the, the the balance exists it's just it's just a matter of like f- finding you're gonna make a lot of mistakes along the way and f- you know you're gonna make a lot of dumb decisions along the way and we're we're all still gonna be making those decisions too trying you know? to find that balance is no reason to not go try yeah exactly you know and and yeah you're you're right I mean everyone's gonna struggle with that right because we're not perfect right you know but i think make sure you are thinking about it <laughs> that way and and the because you can't because that's the other part too like you're not going to get in front of an audience and fake them out right you know what i'm saying like people smell they see that shit people smell been there real done real quick <laughs> right and and it's not just to please your audience too but think about like the responsibility like as an artist right yeah you're a communicator you're a healer sometimes you're providing a break Right. Yeah. You got a lot of um, there's a lot of weight that comes with like what you're doing. I think if you really care about it, yeah, just do 100%. it because you care about it. I guess that's that's the best way. Do it because you care about it because you care about the process. Maybe you care about the craft. You care about the audience. Do it because you care. We need more people that care. Yeah, this is actually a really good segue into the next thing I want, I want to talk about is. Thanks, Janice, for the segue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, 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 we hatched it out with her. Yeah, she. Uh, the so different one thing Cheryl did right. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl, you're on the fucking ropes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we care as you can tell. <laughs> we, yeah. we care. Um, the difference between, like, musically between this project and uh, Herda Watts, and do you feel like it's uh, obviously it must represent more of where you're at now as an artist versus where you were, you know, uh, five or six years ago? Yeah, I think so. Um, I guess maybe I'll start with the part that hasn't changed. Yeah. You know, the part that hasn't changed is it being really focused still out of songwriting. You know, like that's my my biggest passion in the whole like musical adventure, right? Same, is yeah. the song writing part. Yeah. Like that's the part that even before I could play, I was singing and writing. Um, I've always been in love with the writing process, kind of thing. Yeah. And so that part has kind of stayed a big p- 
part of what this is. Um, I think the things that are different, right? It's different people, right? So obviously the way that this group of musicians interacts is going to be different. Um, and I think that's very, it's a very special thing. Um, and I think that um, the backgrounds of everybody in this uh, group are also very different. So I think you are, you're getting a lot of different perspectives. You're getting a lot of chemistry from different things. I think there's like some really cool synergies and, and lifestyle synergies of some of the people in there, but then also radically different things too. Like for example, like, well, what does that mean? You know, um, for example, like Max and myself are both really into surfing, right? We've been into it for years and years and years. Um, we were friends and surfed together before we ever played together. So there's a bit of like that complementary culture that we understand. And I think that brings something to the music has something to do with some of the music we like too, not right. necessarily, but there are definitely things there. There's a culture there that you share. Yeah, There's yeah. like this other ethos right. component to like, not only our friendship, but also some of the things that we both really like to do. Um, I think obviously Aaron and Brandon play together and have played together for years and years and years. So they bring like a special like spitball chemistry to the thing as well. And then all the individual interactions, like like Max's interaction to Aaron and Brandon, right? Or, or any, if you started like drawing the dots, right? There's all these different things that are going on there. And I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of fearlessness <laughs> in this group. That's great. So like, you know, everyone is a really good listener. And everyone also, I feel like has a high acumen of, improvisational music which is i think where that fearlessness comes from right like it may be different kinds of improv like maybe not everyone's sitting down listening to like a bunch of herbie hancock or like i really love like miles davis right yeah and maybe not everyone's like oh yeah i'm listening to miles davis all the time right but they're listening to other things right so maybe it's like some really really spacey out there stuff or electronic music or maybe it's like rush or you know but all these components the one thing that they have that's the same outside of genre is a fearlessness of going for it. Right. And there's like something cool about like unabated, like, <laughs> like bravery. Yeah. And, they, and I think it encourages the listening. So not all of the music is just sun Ra. It's not like, you know, everywhere. But when the, when the moments come for someone to start moving the music somewhere, I think everyone knows like how to listen for that. It's very important. Yeah, and says, man. hey, we're going here. It's not like, oh, well, maybe we're changing keys or like, hey, we're getting modal. No, it's like, okay, here we, we're going this right. way. So it's kind of cool. Like it's a smoother transmission. Right. Like that's the biggest that makes difference. Sense, yeah. the, the gear ratios are very finely tuned, I feel like, in this one. Yeah. Um, so even if the song structure may not be, the shifting is. Right. And I think that's a cool thing to be a part of. Like, at least for me playing, I'm like, <laughs> like I'm always getting surprised. Yeah, man. That's just, that's a, that's a huge thing to be able and like having the, like not only like the understanding of how to set your ego aside and be like malleable to what's happening on stage like in, in the improv moments uh, specifically, but also like the ability to be able to pull those things off. It's one thing to understand something. It's another thing to be able to like pull it off, you know? Sure. So, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, speaking of Aaron, hey. Aaron, thanks for joining bro. What's up buddy. Um, Whee! Yeah, man. Hello, uh, friend. I think the camera just died there, Bill. It didn't. Just, just give it a second, bud. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Thinking, it's thinking. Now, now, now it, it died. died. <laughs> yeah, it died. Uh, right, we're going to fix the camera Thanks, uh, in a second here. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Cheryl. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. So, uh, as far, and like, so as far as like stylistically, what would you say like the differences are like in the genre, like what you're doing now? Okay. So, I think um, 
the genre is like so i've always really loved not trying to be constrained to <laughs> yeah genre, i feel you which yeah. probably in some ways helps in other ways hurts yeah right I mean, it's not like if you don't come to see us it's not like you're going to see you know i'm trying to think of something that's like su- super atypical to a genre like any pop band yeah like a like necessarily like a pop band or you're not coming to see um i'm trying to think of like how to pick on something without picking on it right but it's not like i'm going to see this or that to where right. you know like from start to end this is the vein that we're in right right um i think that com- that contributes part of to that fearlessness right right we'll do like there's a song that's on the record and we've played live a couple times called regina right and that song is a soft song about a wonderful woman who I think gave me that song from the other side. Oh, wow. There's a big, there's a whole story on that. And, but that song is a, a very light, gentle song, right? And then there's something in there like a song called Nichols, which could be from a Schofield record. So it's like, you know, there's, a, there's definitely a wide range of things, but I don't want to not play that stuff or segment out to where I've got like 20 projects right to try to represent those things in its soulness and I know that like you know that comes with a myriad of issues from a marketing a lot of challenges stand- yeah standpoint. P- yeah p- yeah for sure but at the same time I'm thinking about it like hey you know that's the stu- that's the selfish part of like the artist right that that I'm maybe still working through or trying to figure out how its place in the world yeah you know I you know, these are these songs that came at this period of time, and I don't want to shelf them all because it doesn't fit the sound of this thing. Or yeah, uh, there's something to be said about about um, first off, like if you're trying to if you're trying to market to a pop audience, and obviously that's not going to work, right? Right. But it, but you, what you can do is find a niche community, and like we were kind of talking about this beforehand, where it's like it's better to have. Like at least to me, it's better to have I don't know a hundred thousand loyal supporters where where you're in charge of your your content versus you know a million uh, passive listeners that are uh, and own ten percent of that content because of you're with labels and all kinds of other shit that goes on. You know what I mean? So there's something said about that, and also I think that you can all like there's a, there's an argument to me to be made about even though genre uh, may be switching throughout like each song that you're playing. If you as a band sounds cohesive, then you can make that those different genres sound like you guys doing those genres. Yeah, that's the other part I was going to piggyback, cause I, and I think that's happening. Like, I think that fearlessness is that, like, gel that allows us to be able to, to take those leaps. Right. And if anything, I mean, anyone that would come to a show or buy an album or listen to the music, at least I sleep well knowing that, hey, you're getting you're getting our honesty. Yeah, you're getting you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're getting our honesty. I didn't put this on the record as a filler. Right. You know, I didn't say, well, I got to have 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, and right. like number nine is a gap and I'm just going to like write this thing. Right. Um, you're going to get, you're going to get real music from this group of people. Right. You know, right. Um, Cause everyone is writing in this project. Yeah. You know, and, and you're going to get that. And at least there's a honesty into that. Like, you know, I may not be able to give you like one thing in one vein. I'm gonna give you us, right? And it's kind of, it's a relationship, right? You enter into a relationship with the audience. Yeah, I 100%. think like an honest relationship. Everyone's got their everyone's got their things, right? Yeah, and, man. And, yeah. You've been talking a lot about uh, recording your album and everything like that, and uh, not trying to be rude or anything. I didn't know you were. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, like, where are you re- 
recording it and is Ooh, it done yet? All right. So that's super, <laughs> super exciting. So we were, you know, we were, earlier when we were talking like, hey, it's kind of always like a retrospective. Yeah. The cool part about this one is I'm not sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is like uh, I've never had that before. Right. Um, so I'm super excited, I guess, first of all, that it's coming, that we're really happy with the way things are coming together. We're like surprising ourselves, I think, as we get to the end. Yeah. Or at least I, I feel surprised by by it. Um, it's such an exciting feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And um, so we've been doing it. We did it um, mostly around the, our the AV four channel. <laughs> that's right. We got a. <laughs> yeah. There's this mixer from like 2004. <laughs> hey, um, you know, no, you know the sad stuff. thing about that is like almost to the end of like her to Watts playing regularly. Um, still using it. We were still. We had. Well, we had bought like wow. a big like. We had bought like a big like I think twenty four or thirty six like PreSonus. Okay. And we were using that at all the shows and live tape and everything, multi tracked and, and all that. But we still use that as a sub mixer yeah. for like certain things, like and the drums and books. And then one night, like almost at, towards the end, like it went mi- like somebody jacked that thing. Oh no. And I was so sad because um actually I think I think Sean had taken it from a gig and had like put it in his car, right? Mm-hmm. And then he like when he got home or whatever, he took, like, the bass out and all this other stuff. But, like, you know, like, sometimes you shouldn't leave anything in your car, folks. But yeah. sometimes, you know, you're going to leave, like, some stands or some junk because you've just lugged, like, 50 I don't leave anything in my car for well, all you I fucking say, thieves I, out I'll there. I'll say I know you, uh, <laughs> you know. But you go through the end of that or whatever, and I think he had left a couple things in the car, and it had got popped, which was sad because just as a, leg- a legacy piece kind of thing that yeah. had, like, so much song writing literally that had coursed through its oh, veins. No. So th- wait, I'm so it's sorry. Gone, I thought yeah. it was the, the big guy that got sold, but the little guy. No, the age? little, the t- oh, no. the one that was like worth nothing. Hey, yeah. you know, at that point, it wasn't, value, even worth 20 bu- it wasn't even worth 20 bucks. Maybe. It just had everything had been written through it. Right. So I was like, but maybe some, maybe some, uh, 13 year old kids got it. Now. I, that's what I hope. That's what I, that's what too. I'm like, at least, you know, but maybe it's probably in the junkyard. Uh, <laughs> probably, probably. But in my mind, somebody, some like guy was walking by, saw it in there. And like his his kid was trying to record, and he's like, "This is the only way." Yeah. And then that kid is like, you know, the second coming of Michael Jackson or something. That but well, any, we don't. But, but anyways, going outside back, of the um, yeah 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 outside <laughs> of the um, unscrupulous yeah. allegations. It, uh, 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 allegations. That's hey, that's, that's what I'm all saying. That allegations. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you I pour cried, me up another I drink? I when he died. Yeah, I'll be the bartender. But uh, uh, still following up with that question. That yeah. I so, uh, yeah, where are you recording the album? So, we've recorded it in a couple different places, but it's all been, like, home done. Okay. So, it's been, like, we've recorded stuff at my place. We've recorded stuff at Max's place. Um, we've recorded some stuff. Oh, you're doing it yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, nice. So, we're kind of taking um, taking that um, homegrown approach to this thing. It's trying to say, like, hey, you know, when we started this project... We said, "Hey, let's see what let's see what we can do." I think it'll still get it's going to get a professional treatment on the mastering side of the house. Okay, yeah, yeah, but yeah, a lot yeah. of it's been done with, um, actually, like a cool side note. A lot of it's been done with reference tracks from like my favorite albums, which have all been done like on tape. And so we went to a great lengths to curate it around that feel. Wait, so, so like, what recording do you mean? on tape? So it's not not tape tape, but oh, we're running sorry. some really sweet. Um, tape emulators okay um oh, nice. to, cool. and then using reference tracks right to try to really get like what makes that feel that's what you meant by that okay i was confused yeah, as, me too. Yeah. What, what kind of reference tracks okay so it's no mystery right i'm a fan of like a lot of old blues records um a fan of like a lot of miles davis records yeah and obviously like tedeschi trucks band 
Billy's having a fucking aneurysm over there because he hates all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, I don't hate it. I just am unaware. But the recording quality is phenomenal. Like, if one, one among a bazillion things, one great thing about Tedeschi Trucks Band is they really, really care about their recording process. Yeah, man, yeah. And their records are absolutely crystalline. Yeah. Um, it's done. They, they have it's all the, analog, right? Yeah, they have the blessing of doing all analog and tape. Yeah. I do not have the finances to uh, to do that. Sure. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to get tape it. anymore. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, <laughs> I'm trying to get it. Uh, apparently, the, the trucks have a vault of tape. Oh, yeah, um, that makes sense. But, <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, I love the way that those records feel. Yeah. Um, I love the yeah. way that the saturation happens. There's, There's a clarity. Warmth to them. Yeah, the warmth and the clarity, despite all that. So those records always blew my mind um, just in the way that they feel. Yeah. Like when you have really good headphones on or you're in, in the car or you're put it on, you know, your home system or whatever, and you got your eyes closed, I feel like, gosh, you know, outside of the great musicianship that record has a feel yeah and so totally. we were trying to look at those kind of records and not just those like i said there's other things but listening to those as kind of a way to build reference tracks yeah so like starting with that thinking of how they compose their mix how do they're getting that tape feel how might we get close to it without tape right it's oh, obviously man. people say it's I'm, not I'm tape. really excited about it's not tape. I, I can't wait but it's, yeah, it's been fun i mean we've put we've put um we've taken a lot of time on it it's been one of those things, kind of like we were saying with like the formation of the band and all this stuff. Yeah, it's not simp- We're just not gonna rush it. Yeah. The first like teaser kind of promo came out for it the other day. It was like a minute clip of a song. So I think we're to the point where we're gonna put a date out there pretty soon. Oh, nice. So it's man. not ready for a date yet, but it'll be. It it's coming. The so you have a name. You're done recording. So all the instrumentation is pretty much done. Um, we're going and re-going through all the vocals now. So we okay. laid like ba- bass vocal tracks, and now we're going Do back. Do you want to race and see who can finish our album first? <laughs> oh, you guys will. First. You guys will probably beat us. No um, I doubt it. We're we're, we're gonna try to take go. the time with it. Um, we're right there too. But we, I'm we hope, gotta do the vocals. Soon, we're almost done yeah, with that. that's the thing. We gotta go back through, do vocals, and then we're gonna have the entire thing addressed by a, a couple different like sets of uh, ears. Oh, if you guys need a set of ears, let me know. I'd love to check it out. We should yeah. have the album release on the exact same day at two different <gasps> venues. Do a... Do a... <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be Titans so mean. Titans Will you that please w- let us know when your album release so we don't fucking do it at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> or... Like, there hasn't been shows in forever. And then, like, or we could do, like, a, like, like, like a double a album double release al- at one show. Double album Ooh. release, bro. Well, I don't think uh, COVID's going to let that many people in, but... <laughs> It'll it's gonna be, be a, just like a normal show then, right? Yes. <laughs> I know we're just, I know we're just spitballing right now, but a double album release, everybody wins, everybody sells an album. I don't know, I don't know how that could works. Could be sick. Out. Could be, be sick. Be great. It would be like but you know, try it out. Going, uh, Andre three thousand. It'd be there a guarantee. We would maybe. guarantee to be make, make some money through the door though, at least that Ooh. much. You know what I mean? Well, at least twenty five percent capacity. Yes. I'll get I'll get I'll get Bro. Cheryl to talk to Janice and, and yeah, if you can get Janice in front of this, if Janice is in for it and Cheryl's, I'm gonna give her the go. Yeah, because they did such a bang-up job with this. Yeah, they did. But, you know, that just, if there's nowhere to grow from here, I mean, hopefully they'll, you know, they can surprise us. Yeah. I don't know. You got more faith in Janice than I do. (laughs) It would would be funny. And it's nothing against Janice. Some sort of healthy competition who could put out an album just do just do it on on purpose to fuck with people. It's like, why'd you guys do that? Because we we wouldn't be fighting against each other. It would just be just to get y'all riled up. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're we're definitely trying to get it there. I mean, it's it's kind of that whole like homegrown thing, no, you I know. Because there's such the, like we don't have the pockets, you know, to to do session after session after session. I, feel that, I don't man, think yeah. anybody. Right. Does, well, and that was the thing is like, hey, you know, I've gone in to do recordings before, and you go into the studio, even if you love the studio, and you know you're you're on the clock, right? The dollar is ticking. So how many times you can go in and mess with? 
you know, some of those things. Ask him that question, but then ask ask how many times can Anton do it? <laughs> but ask that ask that to him. Um, you know, I think that's a. Uh, <laughs> I don't put a dollar sign on creativity. No, is all doesn't. I'm saying. There you go. Six hours. On it one doesn't song. it doesn't matter if it costs more money to me. Parts. Are you kidding me? Don't make it sound like I, I suck at doing. Really, it's just there's there's it, there's layers on layers of tracks. So it's like. You know, you got to fucking, it takes me a long time to do the tracks. I got like fucking, I got to play through a six minute song. Ben, you know, perfect. just don't, don't, if, if you don't like a lot of takes, but they're perfect. And he's like, no, nah, that one wasn't good. Run it back. That's I'm right. Just like, Are you kidding me? So I fucking demand perfection in yeah. the studio. There's go for it. Go, hey, go for it. Like you said, it's frozen in time, but it was one of those things where, you know, we didn't have the pockets to, yeah. so we said, Hey, we're going to do as much of this as we can. I mean, how many Grammys did we see one last year Oh, uh, with people just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, people that are doing it out of their house at this point. Like, I, I, I'd be Billie interested Eilish in knowing that. That's what I'm, th- you know what I'm saying? Did you the know, whole thing out of her house. Nowadays, nowadays it's possible. And yeah. I'm not saying you don't need help. Like, yeah. we're going to go, we're going to go and get this thing bounced by some really fantastic ears. Sure. Um, who work with a lot of great people to kind of vet this for us and kind of sharpen the, sharpen the blade. But I think like the meat and potatoes part of it, you can do yourself yeah I and, agree. and then from there obviously you might need some professional help like experience counts right so yeah. it's it's a small level up with the extreme professionalism uh to what you can actually do at your house obviously you need to be well versed and be able to be the engineer but once yeah. you get that down but you the, know hang on, hang and, on. Good and good input and good inputs he's, he's, he's an elitist so he's gonna say a lot of things that it's gonna be like oh well but no you you don't know it because you know <laughs> no, no, anyways, I could, but keep going uh, well, well, the point I'm trying to make is that like someone like Billie Eilish is using predominantly electronic and uh, knows tracking. Uh, well, electronic tracking is what I was saying. She's oh. not using a live band, Mm-mm. so there's there okay. is something to be said about a, a properly treated room, and then miking techniques, and and also the like the, the the access to expensive equipment. And the, 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 the knowledge of an engineer and having like an, another ear on it outside of someone who's in the band. But I'm leaning towards um, his, to Ben's side, I, is I, saying that you can figure it out. I, I don't think, yeah, like you can do it that way. You can't, for, you can 100% do it I that think way. Everybody it, can it, do it, it that can, way. It can sound, it can sound great. I'm not saying that it's not, that it's going to sound worse or better yeah. uh, the way that we're doing it. No, no, but no. But no. it's, uh, th- to me, it's like, I don't know. I don't have that knowledge to do it myself like that. And also go. something for me, when I, when I go into the studio, there's a certain mindset you get into where it's work. Yeah. Like you're in, sure. a, in a room treated for sound with no windows, no access to the outside world. You put your, your phone away and you just work. And before you know it, 12 hours have gone by and you're just like, what the fuck happened? But Ben's got you know? a good point. You can take as much time as you want to at home. And, yeah. and that's what I was going to say. One cool part about it, and it's not better or worse, but one of the things that actually we – I'll just speak for myself. Right? I don't speak for everyone, like authoritatively in the group. Yeah. But like the thing that for me was important was that I did not want to, f- I did not want the record or my playing on the record. I did not want it to feel like work. Yeah. Like, you know, and it, when I removed the constraints and I removed the dollars and I removed all the cost strain and all that kind of stuff, it created a situation where, look, I mean, I can take it this thing 50 times and if I'm not liking it, I want to work on it tomorrow. Yeah. And I've, and, and I, all I've done is build up motifing, right? So I can listen back to the takes. I can say, Hey, listen, the way I did the first 10 seconds was great. I'm going right. into this thing, you know? And so like, I, I'm also notorious. I never write like parts, like solo parts and stuff. And like on the record, right. You'll hear them. I probably won't play them that, <laughs> that way live. Right. Um, but for the record, kind of to your point of where you do want stuff locked in time, I will work. I will work out more motif driven, 
like very specific things and I'll build them and to take away like the constraint of having to try to do that on On a a clock. I didn't want it to sound like work. That was like my biggest thing. And like new technologies. So like this is a cool thing for anyone that is doing a lot of recording. Um, As you go through your process, because electronic instruments do sound so stinking cool and good. And I envy a lot of keyboard players because you have so many of those sounds like professionally in in the box. So when you go through direct, you know, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) All your settings, just press a button. You got your sound already. Well, Well, that's all they really are anyway. It's all the keys are just space bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You just, you just point, you got a mouse back. Yeah, you don't, you can transpose too though. So that's pretty, (laughs) (laughs) that is pretty rad. Can't do that. But, uh, but one thing that's, one thing that's sick is IRs, right? Tapos or anything. Anyways, keep going. No, IRs, man. (laughs) IRs. So like when you start talking about like convention, you know guitars bass things like that there are things that when i became aware of them probably like a year or two ago uh, they've been around longer than that but like the technology has really started to support it so you see things like you know what kemper is doing fractal is doing what individual ir companies are doing yeah um and so when i started playing on that mesa boogie amp right it has that direct line out and it has a cab simulator in it, but Ooh. I took that to the next layer of their cab. Mesa Boogie Amps, first of all, love them. They're the bomb. I went through a lot to find, like, that amp for me. Like, sure. that's, that's like, works really well for me. Um, however, their cab simulator, I felt like, in all honesty of the product, right, that needed a little bit of help still. So I ended up routing that signal through some different IRs and started messing with, hey, if I bring this into the software, right? What can I really do? What software are you using? So for the record, it's all done on Logic, right? Okay. It's all done on 10.5. Nice. All the studio house side of things is all the Abbey Road stuff. Ooh, okay. All right, so you're using all the uh, uh, simulators inside of Abbey Road. A or lot that, of the that, Abbey Road stuff. The, the DAW, anyways. Yep. Or, sorry, not the, the, the VST, sorry. Yeah, and there is some cool stuff like natively in, in Logic from a from a plugin perspective that we're using. Did Max show you that? Uh, no, I searched out how could I get to the sound based on the reference <laughs> me tracks. And, me and Max are obsessed with all that shit. And, well, it's cool because I can like throw stuff off of him. Yeah. That's like what we were saying like with surfing. Right? There's like some synergies where – where like there's just mutual interests on different things, sure. and I could be like, "Hey, how, what do we think about like how to curate the sound of these tracks?" And it just he'll go all the way down the rabbit hole with yep. me, and so I feel like it it drives like us both learning something, That's but good. then something really great coming out of it. But the Abbey Road stuff, Logic stuff, um, and then messing with the guitars through IRs, and I've got like probably twenty or thirty setups in there. So once I plug my amp in, I've got it set. I cannot play it live the way that i record it from a settings perspective right. just the way that it sounds when it comes through but i kind of know both now and i'll go in there and i've got about 20 different sets of like settings and cabinets to make the like the the, the tape sound well to get it to sound like it does in real life yeah, so the great yeah, part yeah. is i can put headphones on and i can take this stuff at three in the morning with my three-year-old sleeping like two doors down and on the headphones it sounds very much like i would want it to sound in the room at a click of a button right it's, it's and wild it's wild how, how how great it's sounding it's digital. getting like it's and ridiculous. i'll ab it in the room so sure. i mic'd crap up and room mic'd it and brought out all my fancy mics and i just kind of a and beat it as a reference file until i said hey like in the digital world this is responding different mm-hmm. like how to get natural feedback right digitally yeah. or yeah. right yeah. or sustain yeah, or something like, like, that, like yeah. and but it's possible um, and i just sat for way embarrassing amount of hours nothing wrong with that man that's, <laughs> and, that's part but of the those craft. were ways to try to overcome it because like you said it's hard how do you get into the studio outside of the mindset stuff um 
how do you get how do you walk away with like the high fidelity kind of feel and yeah. i feel like that's one of the things that we've worked really hard on this record to do um the bass is direct the guitars are direct that's awesome the guitars are direct it makes it a lot easier Sims to do and it. IRs. yeah the drums we recorded in a live room okay um yeah, and then as soon as you keys, can keys out are obviously drums. That would be the next. They're getting close. Well, they dude. have them. Electronic close, drum kits sound pretty good. Ugh, they're not get, there yet. They're not there get yet. That kick ever. But the IRs, the way they're going for like guitar cabinets, What's I IRs? feel like I they're good. So it is an impulse response. Oh, I was thinking infrared. Like, so they take <laughs> they take a mic and they do this thing. It's like a pitch scan. Uh -huh. So they run a sound like a audible like ping. It sounds like right. this. Like whoop. Yeah. And it goes from like way low and audible to way high and audible. Right. And they run it through a speaker. Okay. And once they run that sound through the speaker, that's like a bass lining. And then they know exactly how that re speaker responds through the entire frequency spectrum. And now you have an IR. Uh, I think uh, Fishman has a similar system in like the Martins uh, with those pickups where they have like the where it's like you can go between the actual pickup or you can go between and like, they blend them and stuff. Yeah, the Aura yeah. stuff and all that kind of stuff. There's some similar things for like acoustic resonance, right. and they'll do it with all the different mics. Right. Um, One more time, what's it called? You said Impulse Response. Impulse Response is an amazing DJ fucking electronic band. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's hey, it's coming. They're gonna get that wired out. I'm sure with drums in the next couple of years. And you're gonna be able to response. go in and pull up. I mean, they have stuff out there, but I agree, it's not. I don't think I or I have. I'm not aware of one where the drums I've heard and I'm like, I'm sold. Yeah, it's not 100. It's not 100 there yet, but it's definitely getting it, getting there. And then anybody anywhere can record an album and it sounds like just perfect, like Miles Davis. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that at a certain Jesus, point, uh, uh, he's like, it's never gonna have it. He will. I'm not saying it's never gonna happen. I'm just saying we're not. It's he just, was talking know. about like, we'll just get a bodysuit so that we can like experience shows. But you don't think that everybody in their in the entire world can just like just not ever have to play a uh, analog instrument again? No, I believe that's gonna happen for well, sure. Well, then don't give me a no. I just don't think it's ever gonna sound like that. Oh, you know I mean? so you don't it's, think it's, it will. it's always gonna sound of the time. It's never gonna sound of another time. You mm. know what I mean? No. Okay. It's getting. It's getting. You'll pr you're probably right in the fact that, you know, it may never sound exactly, but it may get to the point where you can't distinguish the two. Yeah. Right? Like, the reference files on the guitars, when I've, like, mic'd it up perfectly, and I'm like, this is exactly how I would do it at a show. This yeah. is exactly how I would do it in the studio. I'm absolutely loving the sound. And then I'll go and I'll spend the same time to basically build an IR equivalent of that and then run the same amp. And it is a real amp. So that's probably a little different than some of the modeling, but some of that sounds really good too, man. Yeah. And and I push it through. If I honestly A B it and I mix the tracks up. Yeah, sure. Can't, I mean, to be honest, you, you, it is really, really tough. Like yeah. well, well already in like a a, a flawless file for uh, a digital music versus a record, everyone always they're like super hits are like, oh just record just sounds better and everything like that. If you compare the two you uh, it not only uh, can you not tell the difference uh, on the frequency of the wave file, but on top of that, uh, 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 you can't even record uh, um, low bass frequencies on a record. That's why, like sure. every single okay. old school like uh, record, like it just sounds tinny and there's very no mid rangey. Very yeah. Mid -rangey. yeah. Okay. But uh, there's just there's not enough room on a record and everything like that. So you have some artistic constraints on that side you of the do. fence. Yeah. And but uh, they they figured out a way that you can make a little bit more of a lower wave file and everything like that. Uh, I'm sorry, not a lower wave file, a lower frequency in the w in the the recording of a, a record. But uh, then doing that, you lose. A the amount of vinyl that you're allowed right. to use. So then oh, you can only man. have like 15 minutes on the side. Okay. You know what I mean? Ah. So anyways. I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Way of the future. 
Yeah, totally. Digital's way to go. Yeah, for sure. I'm on Ben's side. <laughs> well, it definitely surprised <laughs> me because I, I, you know, I've I still play right. Got through two band, but I've got very specific speakers I want to use and right. very specific setup yeah, on the guitar. That, that you would you would go that route because I see when you play live. Because like I haven't been convinced. Super yeah. analog. Yeah, I'm like super, and my signal chain is very tr- slim. I see. So it. like I'm very into that. Um, we especially have lost everybody, by the way. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no. Who doesn't sorry. know anything about I'm what sorry. we're talking about? We've gone sorry. down that right <laughs> well. No, but my setup is very traditional. No, I yeah, guess exactly, is the way, yeah. it, you know, the best way to say it. It's very traditional because I really believe in the sound of that, but that's what surprised me. Yeah. And part of it is survival, right? I needed a way to record where I was not financially constrained. I wasn't creatively constrained. And um, this was a way that I was happy with what I was getting sonically that allowed me to do that. So... You know, it's part of it's a survival thing. Like, right, you adapt to survive a little yeah, bit. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it was like my creativity and ability to get some things done the way I want die, or I can adapt. And so that's kind of... Digital music is the future. Apex Twin is God. And James Murphy from LCD Sound System is the the coming of man. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, then that's the truth. Thank you for agreeing with hey, me. Hey, you know. <laughs> um... Electronica like is God. That's what we're getting to. Yeah, I, I got, I got. You got I'm picking it? up what you're putting down okay, there, but yeah. it's, it's the way the future. <laughs> um, the way. Do you the have future. any uh, strategy in how you're going to release it at all? Oh to, yeah, that's, that's even more important. Yeah, so we're getting close, right? Vocals are pretty much all that's left, and then getting it mastered and touched up, all that kind of thing. Um, for release, so we just, like I was saying, we just released the first kind of tidbit out there on like a couple of the, like Instagram and Facebook, and kind of said, hey, this thing is really coming. Um, I think we are, once we get close to where I feel like really secure on what a date's going to look like, um, and we have a couple things we need to work through on that front. But as yeah. soon as we do that, I think we're going to do um, market, marketing it as much digitally as we can. And then I, what I'd like to try to do is I'd like to try to bring it to, we've been lucky to have like a lot of supporters over the years. So whether it be from like the Estilo world and a lot of like continual support kind of from the herd world into Ben Strack and the full electric. Right. Um, I want to try to make it available in that sense, probably first. Right. Um, as a really salute to so many of the people that have like supported the musical journey. Sure. You know? And so I think it'll probably be made available that way first, maybe by like, I don't know if it'll be like strictly pre-sale or what, you know, I, I'm still thinking about how best to do that. Cause it's certainly not going to be exclusionary. It's not gonna be like, Oh, well, if you've been, you know, hip to this thing, you're not, you know, going to get access to it. It's not going to be like that. But I kind of want to do like a soft opening, I guess you could say. Yeah, totally. Um, that gives a nod to some of those things, but then also allows us an opportunity to, although it was low cost, it was certainly not no cost. Right, um, of course. So a certain way that we can kind of help fund back the effort there so sure. we can continue to do new things. We have like a, a single sort of situation? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a single or if we're going to like, one of the things we were talking about is maybe having the record up on the website for like purchase to download only before it goes to all streaming platforms wow. as a way okay. to give folks an opportunity like hey if you're aware of this because obviously a lot of people may not be aware of it through that process so hey if you're aware of it you can come here you can support us for this we want you to have it early we're excited uh, this is a place where you can make sure that you're paying the artist not apple or not spotify right. or, you know what i'm saying there like you where go. you can really help us um, and help us continue to do it because we've got another one we've already started pre-production on. Right. I'm talking about working through, you know. <laughs> this guy doesn't uh, stop working. No, it, you know, it just goes one-to-one-to-one. To one to one. So, you know, that's a good way that we're looking to get support from our community, you know. And then I think at a, after a certain point after that, um, it'll go definitely on all digital platforms, and at which, which case, if you have, like, Spotify or whatever, you can listen to it for free. So if you can help us 
through the process. That'll really help get number two on the way, get the touring on the way, um, all those kind of things. And it'll be a nod to um, wanting to make sure that people that, that can support us, you know, have access to the, the thing that we're doing. Totally. There's got to be, like, a name for it, uh, what we were talking about earlier, about, like, recording an album and then being sick of it to the point where you're like, we need to start recording our second album now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be There's some gotta sort be of word I, I'm for not it. sure the name, but I definitely have that disease. I don't yeah, know. Like, totally. I'm like, all right, well, we have, like, these eight or nine other songs that are on the floor. It's like, why are we recording these right now? Can we just can we just start? Uh, well, we'll just start. we just been start, like, talking, talking them through, working them through. Some of them are ones we do, like, at rehearsal. Yeah. You know, a um, couple of them we've played parts of live. Yeah. Um, a couple of them we've actually played live, but we're like, hey, number two looks like this and this. That's the great part. This group has so much creativity from everybody. Um, everybody all. in this band is a badass. That's yeah, and for sure, man. It would be amazing great band. too, though. Like if that's the way that it evolved to was like uh, as a, a, a touring musician, if you could go full time and that's all you were doing and everything like that, it was just you were touring and you were releasing albums the same time that you were recording albums and going on tour and it was just everything at once that's probably going to be the streamlined effect of it i i think you're probably not too far from the, i mean that's what's happening in our in our world right like right, yeah. we're recording this one we're prepping it we're working on live shows we're doing this and that and the other and we're already talking about like what does number two look exactly, like exactly yeah. yeah. i think it's like a, a, a unfortunately it's probably a byproduct of the world we live in right it's so no, yeah, yeah 100%. it's so instant. eventually we'll all be streamlined and hooked up to the internet and i'm getting robot legs et cetera, et cetera. excellent but, okay uh, what, yeah, mod- yeah, yeah. what model uh, uh, uh ab1 Oh, uh, do those come with the IRs? Oh, uh, yes, they do. <laughs> 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 but um, I thought they were in for reds. Like, I was Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator, but apparently not. <laughs> you son um, of a bitch. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that was... <laughs> wasn't bad. That was <laughs> great, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, speaking of community, like the, like the Jax community and everything, and like the people that have been supporting you for, for a long time, uh, I did want to kind of touch on the the uniqueness of Jacksonville and the support of its local community. How do we build that to a strong scene, and how do we build an industry around that scene? You know what? This has come up in a couple of the, in the ones you guys have done. You yeah. Know? And so this is a cool question. Yeah. Because I've heard this question a few times. And We're I'm, trying. I've, like, thought of, like, what is the – you know, I think the thing is, like, play – I'm going to use one bad word this whole – Dude, I've dropped several of them. I so know. I've been pretty like I've been trying to be consciously minded because I don't know if my three year old daughter is on. Oh, this. true. But Sorry. but um, nobody's watching. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. <laughs> All right, so now I'm I'm good to say anything. Um, no, but seriously, artists show the fuck up. Yeah. You know, like if y- everyone's looking at this, especially like artists, right? And it's not to, I don't know. My my personal thought is like, hey, you know. Everyone can be like, hey, grass is greener, or why don't we have this or that or whatever. Artists, write fucking music that resonates with people. Be honest about what you're doing, and then be happy about be happy about um, what you reap, right? Right. Like, there's this whole thing, I think, because we're in this instant world, right, that if you feel like you're working hard, and you feel like you're posting and writing and doing all this stuff, that you should automatically reap something. And that's what I've meant to those, like, band leaders like, don't get in this for the wrong reasons because you know what? You're not entitled to shit. Right. Like, write and the world decides. And right. that's the cruel part about art. But you have to be in love with that too. Yeah, 100%. And so if you want to grow the scene, write, let it resonate, put it out there for the right reasons, and then don't be like catcalling, you know, and thinking that you're entitled to something because you've done the right things. Right. Shit ain't about the right things you've done. There's a lot of great people who have not done bad things that get cancer and die. Yeah, for sure. And I don't mean to equate being in a band with the, a terminal illness. 
All I'm saying is that the world doesn't necessarily consider that anything and it doesn't consider that you know yeah. you can do all the right things right and you could get hit by a bus or yeah. something you know I'm, I'm not trying to take it to a dark place i'm just saying like it comes back to like why are you doing this right so like when we talk about like, growing the community artists provide man provide a place for people to come provide a a sonic platform for people to gather around provide provide something like i said like you're here as a healer you're here as a counselor you're here as sometimes like just a break yeah an escape man you know Think like all the people you know that go to festivals that work all year round to save that money to go to like two or three festivals a yeah. year and so that's that's their social life that's everything that they, that's everything that they, that, they, that they live for you know and that you're the soundtrack to that experience sometimes i feel like when those questions come up and and not necessarily like that you're saying it that way but i hear this all over the place right it's not it's like sometimes people feel like what the community's offering is not enough. Right. And it's like not enough for you as the artist or something. And and sure, like we all want growth and we all want to connect with people and do this kind of thing, but I feel like it has to be done in a way that has got the right kind of intention behind it. Yeah. Right? And so that's always a hard question for me to think about because like sure I want, you know, saw a show and sure, you know, I want to have like a sold out tour and sure I want to be doing this, that and the other. But also, like, there are people, like, living, breathing, dying, working their ass off to come to your show that's or true. to support you. And if that's not enough, then and you we're know not what? forgetting about you. Right. If but that's not enough, nothing would be enough, right? If you yeah, come right. about it that way, then what would be enough? But do you think, uh, before, before, before all this coronavirus thing, that you think that, not that it was, like, falling off, but that it was, like, kind of quicksand a little bit. Like, what? It, it felt like it, felt like, uh, it was kind of shrinking. Like Jacksonville specifically? Yes. I think so. Um, yeah, I think that I think that when I first moved for the, here for the local bands. Yeah, like, like so when I first moved here, it was like it was like there was like all this shit going on. Heard of Watts, Lucky Costello, Parker Urban Band. Yeah, there was like all these bands. Squeedlepuss, bro. Squeedlepuss, yeah. Oh, Ritz too, right I, before that too. Yeah, right I miss Squeedlepuss. Paul, just fucking start it again. Come on, Mr. Miller. Come on, Mr. Miller. Just start it again. I'll go to every show. Jesus. I think a lot of it is that. that <laughs> Seriously though, I know. Crazy. Daniel. Oh my uh, god. They're they're Stephon, they're. Most of these guys are still. Oh my god. They're all here. Just man. start the band. I don't know what happened. Or at least intermittently um, here. Yeah. Right. Okay. So there's a there's a I think a little bit the the part of the issue with that I think is that bands come up and then they go away very quickly here because there isn't like an industry to to, to get to like if you're in LA or New York there's like an industry to aspire to be a part of yeah. where that doesn't really exist here so I think bands first off get very discouraged by that sure. um, and because they don't because it's also now so DIY that there's a lot of responsibilities that you have to take on as the band that you know 20 years ago you didn't have to do yeah and so that's very discouraging and then also um, you know this is not a diss towards Jacksonville. It's just the reality of what the city is. Here we go. It's 2305 fucking Charles. No, it's fucking colors right here. No, Wait, no, no. It's, 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 Talk it's, about Duval real quick. No, no. It's, I, I love Jacksonville, man. <laughs> I, I love Jacksonville. It's been so... Nobody it's, puts it's, baby in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been so good to me, man. I, I, I love it here. But um, it's it's a very blue-collar town. I think a lot of the musicians have a blue-collar mindset where it's like, I need to get paid to show up and play. And that's fine. But what that the musicians, the musicians oh, I see, I see. and what ends up happening is that nobody wants to be a part of a creative project because of what that entails. That means that you don't go and play four hours in a night and, and make 100, 200 bucks or whatever. Well, let's start one. I'm drunk enough to get it yeah. going. Um, <laughs> so I think that's why you kind of see these like these. 
I got that on it. He's going to be called Impulse Response. Impulse Response is a great fucking band name. And then he just, just, I've known him for so long. He's just over my shit. I'll say something like that. He's just like, just. No, because I get on on these trains of thoughts and you keep derailing me. And Uh it's very difficult for me to keep my train of thoughts. So I have to just stay on it while you're doing it. I forgot forgot the point I was trying to make. That's kind of my point. Something about like like people trying to, uh, right. What a creative project entails is that uh, you don't, get paid all the time it's it's a different industry it's a different side of the business so right, yeah that i think that is a big problem with why bands don't st- stick around here yeah. but i think that we're on another kind of like uptake there's though. there's bands coming out there's bands that are starting to do stuff again and i think part of the point that uh the bigger point that i want to kind of uh bring back around on this is that support for each other like musicians have to support each other in this in this endeavor you know, yeah, it's not a competition. It's not I, a competition. I, I There's so I much. I felt that that way really about any any local bands and everything. Like, like when you were younger, you did. You know what I mean? Like in 2021, everything like that. And then then you're like you just like oh we're all just trying to do the same thing. We're all brothers. There, there's a friend. I think there's a bit of sisters. friendly com- competition where it's like you Bam. look at what other people are doing and it's like well okay uh, we're not doing that so we need to figure out how we sure, can do sure, that. Sure, you know sure, so sure. it's good it's good to to have that level of competition. But at the same time, like there's so much, there's such a big market out there still, and we're and we're we're we are kind of competing for people's attention on yeah. some level. But at the same time, it's like there's no reason why we all can't do that at different times, and but we should be able to support each other exactly. in those endeavors. If, yeah. if we were all to come together and everything like that, and 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 start Jacksonville's largest band <laughs> you've ever seen with so like twenty guitars, nice, and then like five keyboards because there's only five of us and then uh, 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 I th- so we're doing like an open mic it would be the largest open mic ever you've ever seen well <laughs> I mean hey hey you got I mean you got some good points I think I think I'm just teasing the system community yeah you know it ebbs it ebbs and flows yeah um, yeah, how do you start community? Yeah, that's really what it I is. I think you got to like roll through the fact that you're in an ebb or, or a flow. Right. Wherever, it's, it's whenever, accepting the plateau. Accepting yeah, like, the plateau, hey, you it, know? Is what, it is what it is. I mean, you go through ebbs and flows. Communities, um, opinions change. Uh, cultural environments change. People get older. Real, yeah. estate, real estate gets bought and sold. Yeah. Right? I mean, those time. things have a big piece of the pie. But Freebird. That's kind of what you know. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't, you know, real estate. That's um, okay. Real estate out on uh, surfer. Surfer can at me. I fucking hate that bar so much, but whatever. Agreed. Um, Uh. You know, but that those kind of things are gonna occur, right? But um, you said like, hey, you know, if it's a when you were saying, hey, maybe it's like, is it a blue collar town with blue collar musicians and that kind of thing? I, I would say that could be possible. People are but trying I, to get paid. But I would challenge. But they I would look, challenge. They don't, look to, they don't look to the future. Yeah, but I would challenge that a little bit and say it goes back to that same thing we talked about earlier with like bands and shared vision and stuff. Yeah. Is that mentality the symptom or is that the cause? You know what I'm saying? And maybe yeah. that lack of shared vision and those kind of things are maybe the true root cause, and it manifests that symptom. Yeah. And it's easier to see it in that lens because that's the that's the thing. Like if like for example. Like if I'm if I'm working with a group of people, right, and sure. we've had the conversation, we have that shared vision. I feel like that buy-in sometimes can bleed over through some of those things. And if the situation's running into is always just about the money, I mean, one, it's important. So yeah. as a, as a group, why aren't you having that conversation? Yeah. But then two, like maybe those people aren't the right people for that project. Yep. And it's like trying to people are like impatient to always assemble the variables. Right. Right. And so you end up with these symptomatic things that feel like they're the cause and maybe it's that like 
that group really didn't talk about like what they're trying to do or what the vision is or what, you know, like, cause I feel like those kind of creative buy-ins will pull through a lot of those things and it doesn't make them irrelevant, but it does, it does steer the ship a little bit differently. Did you go to a Tony Robbins uh, conference before this? (laughs) (laughs) Me and Tony Tony are good friends. I I actually met Tony um, (laughs) through Janice, (laughs) believe it or not. Good. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I was at Janet's community, Christmas party. Community is important. Money means nothing. LCD sound system forever. Well, it's, it's basically what you need to well, get out of this. I, I, and the children of the future. Yeah, children are definitely uh, children the future. Children of the future. I think Give that, them all your instruments. I think that there's something or to... Or your extra guitars. And your soundboards. And your soundboards. I think there's something to also informing the the, uh, the, the musicians that are in those cities, uh, which is why we kind of started doing this, was to help inform people. Because I think a lot of people don't... Under, a lot of people like have this uh, assumption of like you just play bars around town and then you you elevate to that next level and that's not what what you do. That's not how it works. You got um, to well. You have to you have to go down a different path because they're not like playing in bars is not the music industry. That's that's the bar industry. And then cool. you have pursuing that's a paycheck. A, right. So I think informing people of those differences is super important, and that's how you kind of. Uh, enlighten the, the the culture to get on board with this next thing yeah. and with that you can start to develop a community around that Jacksonville has a strong music community in the sense where people will show up to the show That's if true. they're really invested in what you're doing right yeah. and then the next thing to do is build a big scene on that how do you build the scene well you foster a uh, uh, an environment of support for musicians to keep at the grind and keep doing it and inform them on what that uh, on what that grind actually is, so they so they know what that road looks like, and they continue on it. And then you have, uh, and then around that, an industry will ultimately be built around that community. So it really starts with us learning about how this thing works. Just, we'll just get every single musician on this podcast, and they'll be like, "Okay, we're starting a union, but <laughs> not a, not a union like as like we're gonna be like we uh, we get more money and everything like that." I've got to figure it out. Yeah, I'll be the Jimmy Sounds, sounds like you got it. I'll be, I'll be the. Guy. You'll be the Jimmy Hoffa musicians. I'll, I'll, yeah, don't go if, missing on me, bro. If any, <laughs> or do I don't know. <laughs> if anybody could be the face of a uh, a musicians unit, it could be me. Just, just saying. Yeah, you got a very blue collar look to you. Mm. <laughs> nice. It's that nice. Kentucky swag, dude. Woo! <laughs> Want to fight about people it? People know you ain't missing rant. Surely not. You standing? <laughs> you standing for the people? I do, and I I, I will let. No man behind. <laughs> you guys want to do some unpopular opinions? I was about to say, yeah, we got to wrap it up. It's been wonderful talking to you, Ben. It's been wonderful. Yeah, dude. man. Thank you guys been, for having uh, me. Uh, this has been uh, one of those informative epi- episodes, like I think. Uh, 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 think to yourself. Think of an unpopular opinion. And then whisper it to me, and then I'll let you know if it's, it can fly. Man, I I kind of put – I tried to put some thought to this, but this is like the hardest thing to do. I know. It's all the hardest thing. We got, we got thing. envy. I do not envy no, no, you no, guys no. trying to come we up with this do it every, We got to do it every we week. We do it every week now. But, but we, we've got – and then, and we've gotten to the point now that we do it at 4.30 p.m. before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday before it this, it's so It's so brutal, man. I was like try, I'm racking my brain to think of – and I'm sure I've got many unpopular opinions. Yeah. Yeah, well, but, uh, well listen to ours and we'll, we'll yeah, give maybe you the last one. Yeah. So my first one is bullying isn't a bad thing. Ooh, it's an unpopular Juicy opinion. Unpopular opinion. It's a good one, I think. Uh huh. Builds character, builds coping uh, coping mechanisms. If you can get through it, anyways. It some also, people don't get through it. That's yeah. all. Yeah, some people <laughs> that don't, sucks. And they don't get through Survival it. Survival of the like, fittest. They commit suicide because it's so bad. Right. Great opinion. Well, Great. you know. Thanks a lot. Thanks Just a lot. saying. <laughs> In these times, dude. It's each. It's easier to 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 to. It's it's easier. It sounds like 
to uh, teach better coping me- coping mechanisms than it is to uh, you know dismantle uh, uh, existence are as a whole. Because bullying needed? is something that I'm saying it's 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 a it's Isn't a it life hard it's an intrinsic enough? part. It's an intrinsic it's an it's an intrinsic part of life. And I'm saying that it's easier to teach better coping me- mechanisms than it is to... He's never to been picked last before. It's the worst. I was bullied my... So was I. I was bullied when I was in elementary school. I got bullied and, and middle what? school. That tattoo? Because I was a fucking weird kid. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, what do you guys think about bullying? That's what I, I told you. I, I, you think Ben I, didn't really I say anything I think it's awful. Yet. Michelle yeah. Obama... I'm sorry, not Michelle Obama. Who's, who's a fearless leader's wife trying really hard? Ivanka, mm-hmm. yeah. Ivanka. She's a talk to her husband First about lady. that, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Ivanka Trump, that's that's her stance. Uh, uh, Michelle Obama was against obesity. Or Melania. I don't forget which one it is. It doesn't matter. What Ivanka, do you think about bullying uh, no, there, Ben? Was, uh, yes, Melania Trump. That's Melania Trump. It, that, that's, she's for bullying? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's so funny is that she's against bullying, and then her husband uh, bullies the whole time. So there's a great... There's a great uh, ironic narrative that runs through. I would call it hypocritical. Ironic, yeah. <laughs> ironic would be funny. Yeah. Well, I kind of think it is kind of funny. It is it though. Yeah, a little bit. No, Depending on who's on the other side of that. You can do nothing but laugh. Yeah, uh, I suppose. Look, so. I, you know, I I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and I I see. I see where that comes from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's what I was going to ask you is where does it come from? It's an intrinsic part of life. But, but, um, and you're not, we're not going to probably get rid of, of it yet, but we may someday. Right. I think, I think it's something that we got to be able to discourage. Like when you're talking about like, Hey, maybe it's more coping me- mechanisms and stuff. Like I think, I think bullying is probably always bad. I think what is worse is the fact that we do not see, enough people responding to it. Like, I think the way we look at bullying, we look at like bullying as a lens, like it's this person to person thing. And I think we probably would do ourselves a great favor, you know, looking at bullying as like a one to many. Right. Because then I think people have skin in the game to like give a shit about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's probably, that's probably where we need to go. Think I think that kind of you, already you exists. You think that you, that's what you said? It builds character. Uh, well, it does in some so respects. Just reading a fucking book. Yeah, that like, does too. Fuck off. But no, bullying is awful. The world's going to throw shit at you anyways, regardless of how you feel about bu- bullying. Disagree. Number one, number two. I think that we. I think to your point, Ben, that like having having people kind of making it like a, like a one versus many kind of situation. That kind of is already the situation when you talk about kids going to school and getting bullied and their family getting involved and and help trying to help them and, and starting initiatives to uh for anti-bullying campaigns and all this stuff Trailer. all i'm saying yeah we should we should take every yeah, but there's measure fucking dare campaigns that doesn't stop you from doing you know yeah. like the campaign thing is like what i actually kind of detest like i don't mind like the awareness thing yeah and, like i guess campaigns are how you're doing that in today's world right but like where are like the i'm thinking like one to many like what you know, and there's some great stories of like other kids sticking up for people. Right. But like, where is that as part of our, like you talk about building character, yeah. standing up for someone who has a problem that's not yours. Right. That's like, character. That's Big what, time. That, you know? That's part of the bullying campaign is like stand up for somebody. You that's should, like in you like should, the top five. I'm saying you should, narrative. I say you should do all that. I'm not saying don't do those things. I'm saying, I'm saying do all that. There so I'm just are saying, more negatives that come from bullying than positives that you were trying to say that. I don't know if that's what true. Was your original opinion. 
it's not it's not a bad thing. It is a bad thing. It's it's an intrinsic part of life, I think. Every species has a version of it, and I I think it's going to be harder to erase that from from our fr- from humanity or from any uh life uh, ex- <laughs> from any species uh than it is to just teach better coping me- uh, coping mechanisms. Doesn't say I'm not saying to not do the anti-bullying stuff so or to not teach people so to stand up for other people. So you're I'm pro, just saying that pro-bullying. Uh, I just don't think. I think that. that Look, it, kids, uh, if you're in school right now, the uh, show was for you. It now. was for yeah. you, and 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 and, and uh, uh, I apologize for Tony. Uh, uh, That's why it's an unpopular opinion. Yours now. Tony three hundred five didn't didn't get along with kids. All right, which which one's mine? One to the right. Oh, to the right. Yeah. Uh, 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 this is very unpopular <laughs> because I'm a, a OCD and a germaphobic. Can we shut Florida back down again now? <laughs> like, please. Please, can we shut it down? I want to play a show more than anything, but at the same time, it, it, it's they're cranking out the numbers on the COVID and everything like that. Shut it down. Unpopular opinion. Nobody wants to hear this. Nobody from Florida wants to hear this. But God damn, like we we were so close to like beating it, and we're just like, all right, well, you know, this it's not that bad, right? And then we just opened it back up again, and then all this stuff happened. Lynch is closed. Yeah. You already know about it. Mm-hmm. I think we can talk about it. I, that, uh, yeah, it's out there. I, I'm so conflicted on this one, man. I am, yeah, too. I'm here. conflicted. Like, I don't even know. Here's the here's the jacked up part. I don't even know, like, I feel... I don't even... I don't know, like, what's heads or tails of this anymore. Exactly. Nobody but does. I do know it's, that that uh, 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 you open the city back up, more cases. You close the city down, less cases. I, I mean, I think... Here's the thing, though. This is why I'm so conflicted, because you're absolutely right. But the other like side of that coin, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying like I've kind of lost my compass on this one. I hate yeah, to I hate to say that, but like most of the cases of are relatively benign. Yeah, yeah. That's and I'm not saying the people that it's not benign for don't matter. They absolutely do. Everybody matters. But Every it, life yeah, matters. absolutely. And and I'm saying like, hey, you know, do we shut it back down for? People that are high risk. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I know. I, yeah, I think anybody knows. What I'm trying to say is, like, can we just go back to it the way that it was, like, a month ago where uh, 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 they had everything, like, like okay, sorry, uh, everything everything that was essential was back open and everything like that. Just go back to that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't. It's an unpopular opinion. It just seems to me that uh, 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 we opened it back up, like, for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Because people can't. Going broke, no one's getting unemployment here. I understand that, <laughs> but also no people are get getting sick and dying, and then it's just gonna go back to getting. It's gonna get worse. Well, people can't. If people can't financially support themselves, and they die too in some aspect, in some way. Some people are like people starve to death. Shit happens. You know what I mean? Economies don't run. Food doesn't get delivered. No one's people, starving. Like, I'm just saying we don't know. We don't know what what the long term consequences look like. We just shut down indefinitely. Is all I'm saying. You know, my thing is like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Where, where, like, who who says? Yeah. You know, that's like the... Fearless leader. That's oh, boy. <laughs> so, again, who says? Donnie gets You know, I just... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I lean towards opening Four back up. Years. That's just me, but, you know, I don't know. Like, no one really knows what to do right now. That's, that's what I, it is. I know. But my unpopular opinion and uh, right. being a scared grandma, which is basically what I am, shut it down. <laughs> well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it comes back to, like... Shit, maybe it comes back to like individual choice, right? Yeah. Like if if that is thing, do you do you? I mean, if you were gonna court, if if it was shut down, you'd be quarantining anyway. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's one of those things where like, hey, you let all the silly folks 
you know, get themselves sick if they want to. Yeah, but I it's guess. like I don't know. I don't know, man, because like the stuff with the nursing homes and all that stuff, those people aren't choosing that. Right. And so that's where I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 just the 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 reason why I say that is I'm I'm being like a, a precursor because it seems like it's gonna be like a, a a month from now that it's all open back up again. It's gonna be twice as worse. Is yes. what I think. Uh, you might not. And be I wrong. don't know if that's true or not, and we will find out. Data's popping. I will say that right. Data's <laughs> popping. Dade? Yeah. Data. 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 Data's popping, dude. So uh, uh, it's, it's uh, a uh, new uh, hip uh, thing. I thought he was saying Dade because he's from Miami. No. Uh, all right. I was going to say, uh, 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 me and Fauci, we'd hang out all the time, and he'd be like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Fauci for president. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he definitely quarantined himself, that's for sure. Anyways. Next unpopular opinion is uh, I'm a big fan of being lazy, guys. You're a big fan of being lazy? Yeah, and this is what I mean by that. Everyone likes to sometimes like just veg out and not have to worry about shit. I'm the kind of – like. I'm the kind of person that during quarantine, I don't get me wrong, I practiced a lot and I wrote and I did my my shit. But everyone, because they weren't working, or, like they found projects around the house, they found all kinds of shit like that to do. Like I am not that guy. I yeah. see something broken in the kitchen. Yeah, it get, it's a month before I get it done. Yeah, I just like I just. Uh, it's like if it's, it has nothing – if it doesn't have to do with like uh, something with my relationship or with music, then I don't really have any interest in, in pursuing I got, I <laughs> or got, family. You know I what I mean? Bit. Did you get lazy? I got really lazy. I I got hyperproductive, man. Right. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the, the, I know you're yeah. one of those guys. I'm the I, I'm the odd man out, man. Like well, we got under you're quarantine. Not, you're not the odd man out. This is the unpopular. Yes. My friend, my I'm pr- the one that <laughs> agrees with them. I haven't done shit. We did this podcast. That's about it. Yes. <laughs> no, but that's hey, that's that's pretty cool. That's we pretty bought cool. a camera. <laughs> nice, nice. That's about it. Yeah, I went into hyper hyper uh, productive mode. Yeah. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, I can't imagine you just sitting there watching TV all day. You're one of those guys that's got gotta be doing. I something. did like too many crazy things. Yeah, like to even like admit. Yeah, I, I like did a bazillion house projects and took apart. My I learned how instrument to... rewired it. <laughs> I like oh, did wow. all this crazy stuff. That's I learned fucking how to awesome. Night. Hey, that's not oh, that's good. Like, but but also, I didn't know how to cook at all. I was like a three year old at cooking. Nice. Okay. It's uh, productive. Ate a Whataburger for two years. Hey. Ain't nothing wrong. And then Papa John's for five years before that. Okay, so you got a good, good uh, three year and five. So what, eight year stint? Uh, I've got a three month stint of uh, uh, my, my heart feels better. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> that's gotta Imagine be pretty that. bad. Then no, dude was eating Jesus. fucking Whataburger for th- five years no, before this every day. I like two, but anyway. <laughs> but uh, 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 I I can't cook. I can make a mean pina colada right now. Ooh, yeah, all right, heck if yeah. You, if you want to hang out later, you know, make a pina colada. Getting kind of sick of them, though, because, like, good lord, that's all I can make. All right, what do I got? Oh, this might be good, because this is nice. more mu- music. You're going to uh, hate this, uh, Ben. Uh, 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 uh-uh. Uh-uh. I have and will never be a fan of the sitar. Ooh, I wow. Ha- okay. I hate the sitar. Uh, follow up. That's what broke up the Beatles. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh, Hands where do down. we start with that? Because yeah. uh, I don't think anybody but George Harrison liked the sitar. And you saw George Harrison's career compared to Paul McCartney and John Lennon. We don't have to bring up Ringo. He he, he did okay. He's still alive. Didn't so even now. play on half their records. So we're discounting it. wanted to kill him. That's how, that's how not famous he was. <laughs> We're like we're gonna let him slide. Well, yeah, we'll let him slide. He'll, like he'll, he didn't even really play. Didn't really 1, play. One thousand percent, Ringo will be the last person to, uh, the Beatles to die. But uh, 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 coming back to it, the sitar uh, is annoying and uh, shrill, and uh, uh, I hate it. 
Man, that is an unpopular opinion because yeah. I freaking love it. So he much. does too. I love like all Eastern music. Same here, man. I love that I shit. Not, it's not that. It's just a sitar. Billy hates culture, so I do hate culture. Is that uh, thing with hating jazz? Is that real? Yeah, he hates. Is it. that like real, real? No, because I hear this a, all the time, and I'm like, I, I've a, always, I was like, tonight I'm gonna ask you, so I'm sorry it's, to it's interrupt. It's a long running joke. I don't hate jazz, and in fact, like, uh, 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 uh like I'll listen to jazz, and um, I'm more of just like, uh, uh, like, like. Like like an ugly girl that sees a hot girl and it's just like I hate you, but it's really just because I'm jealous. <laughs> I see. Okay. That, more like that. The thing, but I do like uh, 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 jazz and I listen to it. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! Like this is incredible! Like I don't even understand what's going on. And he's then I hate that I can't play it. Anytime I ever put on, <laughs> anytime I ever put on jazz in the van on the road or something, he's like, this is fucking stupid. Change this shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, 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 but I I will say. Uh, 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 oh damn, yeah. Chelsea. <laughs> Yeah, she's, that's right. I, I thought I caught slack for that one, bro. That female, co- that female singer comment you made that was very unpopular opinion. I will say. I, I have a very uh, uh, narrow view of what you like I in music, and that's very, okay. Uh, uh, what's the word like when you have a a, a good taste in your your mm-hmm. tongue? Like I just I, your limited palate. I'm a. I have Here a. Here you go. Here you go. You are not, <laughs> not limited. It's limited. But. That same narrow part. scope. No, it's more just like uh, uh, I'm picky, and so okay. I I, okay. I don't definitely don't like this guitar though. Yeah, it's annoying. Okay, and that's the end of it. Well, it, but hands down, if you th- do, you, do you think like okay, like 1967, they all go to India, right? Yeah, and they're, they're like that's what they're, they're like George, like okay, like we, we get it. Like, can we go? Can like we you go really like this, huh? We, we can go back to England, right? It's like. Oh yeah, but give me one more minute. Yeah, and then, and then he's like learns a sitar and he brings it back. He's like, well, we're gonna do this in every album, and they're like, hmm. So Yoko was a scapegoat. <laughs> yeah, real Yoko's a scope a no, scapegoat. No, yeah. no, George. Like we're gonna bring her in. George, She's gonna sing great. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then we'll tell them that we don't like it because of that. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, all sitting like, in the back like oh, smoking. Okay. They're so like, you don't like the sitar, but you listen to fucking Yoko Ono sing. Yes, yeah, so that's basically. Yeah, the exactly. situation they're like, happened. how do we get? How do we work this <laughs> angle? <laughs> they're like, I do think that. I don't like find me a female singer. Is that what you say? Uh, yeah. Oh, shame God. on you, good dude. Good burn, Ben. That's just a good one. And it's not that I don't. It, that that was blown way out of proportion. Again, with with that I hate jazz. <laughs> I, it's not that I don't uh, uh, like female singers. How about Aretha? Uh, yeah, amazing. How about Susan? Susan Sarandon. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on. Then. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Very narrow right. scope. That All guy. Right. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Matchbox Twenty is super underrated. Hmm. You know, I've not dug into that catalog enough to comment. To be honest, just listen to their first record. I was not impressed with the uh, some of what I heard passively. Yeah. Right. I, like I was not really into that music at the time. Right. I guess you could say like I wasn't even listening to it. Yeah, I feel you. I didn't Which like maybe, it Which maybe, hey, I don't know. I can't comment on here. Maybe it's my shortcoming of not digging into it. I, but it just didn't st- resonate me at the time. Right? Yeah, I feel Un- you. Underrated would mean that nobody knows who they are. No, underrated would mean that nobody appreciates them for what they actually are. They were appreciated in the 90s, and we let them go. I'm just saying, if you, if you listen to it, <laughs> it's really good songwriting. The guitar player is actually really good. He doesn't do anything not. fancy. He just does – it's very tasty, and you're like – Oh, that was you don't have to cool, be fancy actually. to be good. Yeah, um, it's just he's just and very then you like. You have the smooth vocals of Rob Thomas. Yeah, that was a great song, by the way. Smooth. Rob Thomas is a great singer. No. It's, it's 
The thing is, so so what I've, so since I play so many of these like these bar gigs around town, the acoustic shit. Mash it's like I learned. I I like I grew up like my parent, like my mom specifically, always had Matchbox Twenty playing in the house. Oh. So I that grew up listening. So I hated it when I was younger. Really? When, when I heard smooth, I was like, Did it get better with age? Uh, well, when I heard is Matchbox Twenty timeless. Oops. 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 <laughs> because you're interrupting me, right? Sorry. Uh, so. <laughs> um, so when I heard uh, um, Smooth, I was like, oh, uh, this is kind of a cool song. And Rob Thomas is a singer of Matchbox 20. Maybe I'll give Matchbox 20 another, another chance. I did. I, I liked them or whatever. But then as I've gotten older and started like learning their songs for like these for these gigs, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool, actually. And then learning how to sing Rob Thomas's parts, I'm like, that's actually not very easy to do. Actually, it's actually like kind of like a like a hard thing. You just respect it more. I don't know when you when you when you pick songs apart and you learn like you, you learn like the ins and outs How of them. How am I it's, in a band? With it's you? Uh, I don't know. I think you, I think you respect <laughs> it more. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I can hear what you're saying. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, look, I, I don't 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 just cause. I haven't du- <laughs> I haven't dug into that. I haven't dug into that to be able to intelligently comment on the Maxbox you know Matchbox Twenty. I feel you. I just, I just I haven't. Most, and most people haven't. That's why it's an unpopular opinion. That is the like, most unpopular opinion. Yeah, I know. Very passionate about this one. Very I passionate. Just, are you kidding me? They're so they're so good. It's just, Underrated. It's, yes. It's what you said. In the sense that like people it probably only here, heard their songs here, are on the Matchbox radio. Matchbox Twenty is underrated. There's so many of them too, and I just didn't understand like there's how did so they make any money as a band? There's not so many of them. I've there's twenty I've, of them. That's not. <laughs> Anyways, what's your last one? What's your last one? My last one. Did you think of one? I got one now. Okay, you got one. Okay, cool. All right, so this is my last one. Uh, You're gonna uh, love it. I think. I'm not. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm into <laughs> it. I'm not. I'm not a fan at all of the show Friends. Right. Yeah. Oh, we know I'm that. with you. I'm so really? I've, I. There's nothing that I could. I just don't like I, it. I can't even say it on the, on the internet. Yeah. I don't. I don't like. I, I just I don't like it. it. I did not. I did not. Uh, I did you never like understand. It I, I think it's hilarious. All right, then we're done. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 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 They're talking about the last draw. No, I. I yeah. yeah. I just don't like friends. All right, Ben, to close it out. All right, unpopular opinion. Yeah, what you got? Nobody knows shit. That's my unpopular nobody opinion. Knows nobody shit knows about shit. Nobody shit. knows shit. That's right. Specifically, like about. Specifically, people and their musical preferences. Yeah, this is um, why. This is why I'm saying, like, you don't know shit. Like, if you come with an, an opinion, like whether it's a Maxbox, Matchbox Twenty thing, underrated or, for sure, or <laughs> or the female singer thing, or 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 any opinion that I could have had jazz. for that matter. Especially when it comes to genre. Let me yeah. put it that way. Let me qualify this. Yeah, you don't know shit about genres. Yeah, right. Okay, and because like I have robbed myself. Um, no pun for the for Rob the Rob Thomas, Thomas <laughs> right. yeah, was good. I have robbed I have robbed myself uh, of several great like artists or or even individual songs from things that I thought I wasn't into, like from genres or anything right. else. I feel like every genre has probably something for everyone. People are just fucking lazy. One hundred percent. Like here's a good example. I am not the largest fan of electronic music. Right. Okay. I, I tend to like more of the analog stuff, okay. right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So, and, and to be honest, I was really, really kind of a crabhead about it. Like, even we played some outstanding festivals, and I've been to tons of music festivals my whole life. Uh-huh. A lot of times, I really wasn't even giving that stuff, like, its chance, right? right. Like, yeah, once I, it came to some of, like, some of the late night stuff, uh-huh. I'm going back to the fire. Yeah. yeah. Like, to, that's the way that I'm I was done. about it. Until, until about two, three, almost three years ago now, I guess. 
um, because I thought that I didn't like it or I could hear it through the trees and I was like, you know, I just thought it wasn't for me or something. That's how, that's why that that's my that was my same opinion about jazz, and then Tony changed my mind. Well, I just thought it just wasn't for me. I'm like I know, and I totally respected it. I it's respect not, the artist. I know that jazz isn't for me. Yeah, and and that may be fine too. But there's yeah. uh, there is some jazz artist. Yeah. I'm who who would be well, but who's probably like the catch me out for you, man? Yeah. Or or like for me, there was an electronic artist, and yeah. I don't know if people like him or hate him or whatever. Who is? But it? Here, I know it. here's the story. Here's the story. So I was taking lessons right with Tony. And those were usually like, I can't remember, I think it was Wednesday nights or something. And so I would go there and I would leave. He lived far from me, right? So I would go to his house, do the lesson, and I would drive home and it was late. And on the way home, I got a call. I had to do something for work like super late at night. And I I was like, I got to go back to the office for like hours. And so I went to the store. I bought a bunch of stuff that I needed to do what I needed to do at work. I went back to the office and I put on some like wireless headphones. And I was doing something that involved me like making like, like some big charts kind of things. And it was like gigantic size, like as big as the whole wall, right? Wow. So I like had these headphones on and I'm doing this stuff and I couldn't get into a vibe. And I was like, man, I'm just going to pick something. And like on the Spotify thing or whatever, it's like, listen to Emancipator. And I was like, I've never listened to, I'm like, I've never listened to the electronic music. I listened to this Seven Seas, I think it's called. Like it's the album that's green with like all the fucking leaves or something on it. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't know, but keep going. Anyway, so I was like, I've never heard of it. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck it. It's super late. Yeah. I've got tons of work to do. If it's like electronic themed, then maybe it'll put me like in a trance or something. Uh-huh. So I went in and I turned this crap on and I say crap because that's what I was thinking. Yep. I'm like, whatever. That's okay. I, I took offense to that it. That thing ran. I'll let you have it. You're in my that thing ran. <laughs> that thing ran on repeat. For I did. I, I worked on this stuff for like five hours and I was like, I can't believe that I didn't know that this flavor of it, because for me, when I thought electronic music, I thought, right, yeah, I didn't know that this was how soft and subtle and the strings and the violins and the and the motifing and the harmony. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, dude, I didn't know it was out there. So what I what I've noticed is that, uh, especially guitarists, I've noticed is that they 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 listen to music as if like you're fucking like playing a video game like going to battle or something like that like it you have to like pay a hundred percent of attention to it but guess what there's other music out there and there's music made for specific things and what uh, uh, uh cannot be compared to in my opinion which may be unpopular but we're just finishing this up is with electronic music if you want to get something done if you want to clean your house if you want to go driving for a day or something like that if you want to stop thinking about everything or just like just 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 start meditating you put electronic music on 100. percent Well, that thing Sean Ockney. I hadn't come across the gentle side except for a couple other times, and it just ah, didn't stick. That's my favorite is minimal house music, especially uh, German minimal house music. I can show you a, like a million it's things. The that worst you, thing you to, ever. You have to let me. Know. Oh no! <laughs> but that, it's not something that you would be like, oh well, now and then Sean joins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, 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 but then, uh, 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 but you would listen to it and you'd be like, oh yeah, like I can calm down and listen to it. Like you don't. It's. It's not about it's not about breaking it down. You can if you want to, and you can still go that same route, the same way that anybody listens to jazz or or, or blues or anything like that. It's an engaging experience, but it's not the same amount of like. Oh, I don't know what to careful. say. What careful, careful, careful with the comparisons like that. Not, not the same amount of like something. You know what I mean? The same. The, no, no, no. Comparing it, 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 you don't, you don't put that amount of uh, 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 intense attention into it for that reason 
music music has more than one uh, of uh, saying it has like meaning. a different mode of accessibility. It has different motives. Yeah. Like like I said, like there 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 is like there is like a praise to the human uh, experience, which is like be the best at your music at, at your instrument. And that's where the jazz, or and that's just convey rock something, or yeah. convey something, or even if it's just like a love song or something like that. Right. But a lot of people uh, uh, take away and they see electronic. So you're music. saying it's it's the, it goes back to like Townsend, it like embodies that. Maybe it's like the Townsend. What'd you say? Tao, Tao, and the Taoism. That's what I'm saying. in Zen. It, it's uh, kind of uh, like the yeah. You you can view it as that way, as like meditation and everything. Or like hypnotic. That. Yeah. But it's uh, and hypnotic and everything and trance and even it's called trance. But uh, I would say with electronic music, uh, 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 it's m- you you can you can if you really know about uh, what it what it takes to create that sound, you can break it down the same way that you would a uh, guitar solo yeah, and for sure. and everything like that. If you want to go that route, why do you think it is that a lot of electronic music doesn't feel the need to do that? Like, do you think they're like just, and not that you can put everybody in a bucket, right? But do you feel like, or at least I don't, yeah. he, I don't hear or feel the need from a lot of people that are into like electronic music, feel the need to like justify it. I feel like it's very much, they're like, you're in it or you're not. You yeah. Like I mean? the, if, if I tell you, I, I don't like it. electronic music, you're probably like, going to be like, okay, okay yeah. whatever. I get it. Yeah. But if you say so, like a jazz musician, oh, jazz sucks. They're going to flip out. Why yeah. do you think the. Stability. Well, <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know uh, I can't talk to uh, uh, jazz. I've just noticed that as a like trend. That. I feel like. But for electronic music, it's like uh, uh, there's there's like two forms of it basically. It's like people that grew up listening to it their entire lives, and it hasn't been around for a long time, like since like maybe the 80s or whatever. But uh, uh, listening to it, and then right around like 2009 or so, it just became just like. The most annoying thing in the entire world, and then that's what everybody knows, and then that's what they compare it to, and they're like, "This is awful." At least from our generation, to that. yeah. And then, and then it kind of just disappeared a little bit, and it's kind of gotten, not, but it's made a huge impact in uh, pop music. But for electronic music now, and there's so much that like didn't ever uh, 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 switch to that. Like, I hate saying dubstep, but like uh, the dubstep and skrillex side of things, like they never went to that. And like even even when that came out, I, I love electronic music, and I was just like, oh, "What are you doing?" Yes. <laughs> what about this? Let me ask you this. This yeah. is another question that I specifically wanted to ask you. So one was about the jazz thing. Yeah. Two is, so when I was in school, I had a friend of mine, yeah. this really cool cool dude, and he he had a very electronic taste in music, right? Sure. Um, he had this, this school. What kind of school? High school, middle school? Uh, college. When I was in college. Oh, you're in college. And he okay. ha- he had this guy that he listened to that he turned me on to. This was the only other like electronic artist that I listened through enough to be like, whoa, this is pretty cool. But I liked it specifically because the different things that were sampled and the different styles of songs were so varied. That was the first time that I had heard that like cohesively on a that I had heard. I'm not saying it's not out there. Yeah, yeah. But it's this guy that I can't find. I don't know if he goes by another name. If the guy died. Milo. Oh, yeah. Destroy Rock and Roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this thing, I remember hearing this record, and, like, the second track on there is, like, this guy talking about he gets on his bike and throws away materialism, and he rides off into the sunset. It's this really cool, like, pretty chillax. But it's like, like, it's like a song with, like, lyrics and everything like that. It's almost like a it's like pop. a It's like a spoken sampling. Exactly. And uh, I, always, I always thought that was cool. talking over it? Because that's a big thing in electronic music. Uh, I don't know, man. You it doesn't if, matter. But I can't find this record. But I didn't know if you'd ever heard of this guy. Yeah, I thought my, this thing no, 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 was so no. cool. I, 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 I know who you're talking about with Milo. Uh, 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 but that, yeah, that was a long, long time ago. Uh, uh, <laughs> Brian. But uh, uh, <laughs> that is probably my least favorite genre. 
I don't know if that's an unpopular yeah, opinion. Yeah, no, well, dubstep. dubstep no, dubstep, I think that's a pretty popular opinion by this point. Dubstep was a giant fucking fad. Yeah, and it, it was. was incredible how fu- mm. yeah, no other fad got that famous and then fell off the earth that quickly. That was quicker and, and more uh, popular than disco. Is the bleep bloop and stuff part of that, or is that a separate thing? The bleep bloop? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That it's the, just the, the glitch hop, is that what you're trying to say? I don't know. The stuff that, to me, again, sounds like... Like tipper? I don't know, man. It sounds like you fucking hit, like, a this. thousand wrong buttons. I just want... I just want... Like, I want, on your computer. I, I, yeah, I want I want Max here to just be like, yeah, I got... I don't know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. And then it's to be just, like, two keyboards. This is for but I just can't right. get it. Yeah. <laughs> two different fans. That would be amazing. And I don't... I mean, like I said, I, maybe I just don't understand it. No, but, like, okay, so uh, 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 already you said that... like. I love this. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to say I'm like some sort of like uh, a spiritual music guide or whatever. But if you if you say that you like this type of electronic music, I'm like, okay, well then you'll love this, and then you'll love this. Oh yeah, man. Hey, too. that's what I love last week about having um, you and Vlad talking so much because yeah, exactly. it's been something that I haven't I haven't been in like the environment to understand it. But there have been certain records or artists yeah. that really stood out to me as like. God, you know this. Yeah. Like I said, I, I that Emancipator you thing. Would, you, if you like Emancipator, I was like, holy like the, crap, like that clicked for me. I just love the way that he built everything so softly yeah. and the motifing that was well, going on there. If you ever see him live, it's, it's two guys. But anyways, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. I was oh, like, you this, have seen them. You I've never seen them, but I know I know who they are. Well, anyways, uh, uh, if you like if you like that, you, so you like uh, I already know this already. So you like electronic music with a uh, 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 a very uh, organic feel to it, right? I don't know what I like. Like I said, I think for me it was like, like the long, the long motifs. I like the long motifs and the thoughtfulness. And the, yeah, exactly. That I felt was there. Maybe okay. it is there in other stuff, right? I can show you. Like that's what Vlad was saying. Some of the stuff that's like, hey, the way they're thinking about the beats, they like yeah. put it behind the beat and then they're doing this and this. It I'm has thoughtfulness. It just to me didn't resonate as quickly as something like it's, that did. I was like, oh my god, I get this right away. It's the next right. level of uh, uh, going th- uh, through the uh, uh, studio and creating. It's like. It's beyond that. And that's why I love it so much. It's it's not it's it's experimental, you could say, but it's like just deeper than uh, just experimental. It's like I don't know. I don't know what well, to call it. They're, they're, it's like it, he doesn't uh, know anything uh, about uh, it. But let's hear your that's opinion. That's not true. Uh, um, <laughs> so brutal. Uh, I know. Brutal. It's true. Um, a couple like, like one of the, a group that I like is Air a lot. Which From is like the very 1970s? like seventies. Just it's very very like ambient electronic, which which I'm into. And yeah. then also uh, there's a group called Morchiba, which is really cool. You'd probably like Apex Twins' uh, 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 first album if they did uh, the uh, ambient album works. Then yeah, he's he, just, he's the best. Uh, the only thing that I, the he started everything back in the, the late late eighties. The, the my biggest issue with with a lot of the stuff that you listen to in particular because yeah. I, I don't discredit electronic music across the board. because yeah. I'm also a big like hip pop fan yeah but it's like just the uh-huh. it's just like okay the drums are an instrument too that uh-huh. should also have a voice in what's happening and that's the same uh argument that i make to you with jazz which is just like it just sounds like they're just showing off and just just you like th- just just play the right notes yeah i know but you have to just listen a little bit harder and, and under, then yeah. i also would say that to you there's definitely <laughs> sh- there's definitely I mean, hey, right? It's different. There's definitely it's showing out. There's all. definitely some overshowing out. Oh yeah, from some folks in probably yeah, that community like, Who's too. got the biggest? What up, Baba? You the man, brother? Oh, sorry. Like, how outside can we be? I, I you know, some there is. I, I mean, hey, that's probably in all music, right? There's ego in all yeah. music. I no, no, no. There is, there is, there is, there is. All I'm trying to say is, in jazz, you can just, I, I, I that's what I get out of it. I'm just like, oh my god, like it, it, it's. 
what I've told him 100% of the times, and I won't say it on air, but you know exactly what I'm trying to call it right. with the guitar solos and the, all the solos, yeah. like what it is really. Yeah. Okay. So, but it's just a, it's just like just it, that that that's what I don't like about it, where it's just um uh uh, uh how awesome can my solo be? Yeah. yeah and yeah. so that's what I don't like about it. That's it, it, it's, your it's, understanding it's, of it. But but, but 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 that's just a whole other side of music in general is uh that and don't say that's my understanding of it. I that's what it is. Okay. But uh, I, I view it as, as uh, uh, more of like uh, 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 there's just two sides of it. And just I'm a fan of the other side, which is the um, uh, creating new things uh, for the sake of creating things. And instead of getting to, which I think is what jazz is and what all that sort of organic music is, is finding the pinnacle of human aspiration. And you can quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, all right, uh, let's really call it a close night. It out. Sign it, sign it's been, it. It's been an absolute pleasure, Ben. Thanks for being on here. Cheers, yeah, man. Thanks. And uh, make sure you guys support. I drank all my stuff. Uh, well, good for you. That's I've, well, I've had three. <laughs> make sure you guys support Ben Strock and the Full Electric at all uh, the social media outlets like hey, Facebook and Instagram and all guys, that, yeah. right? Facebook, Instagram, thefullelectric.com. We got the shop live up there now. Hell yeah. So come on, come on by. Come on by. Uh, make sure you support us as well on all the social media outlets. And then please, please, please support Sidecar and uh, Harleston Green for uh, su- supplying with us. Uh, su- oh, supplying before we go, uh, Chelsea just sent me a message telling me to check out the band Knower. That's one oh, of Knower's my awesome. favorite bands. Yeah. And I don't... You, don't hate female singers. I'm just very particular about which ones I love. Yeah, I no. love. You Noah. said that on air. I didn't say that. You said that. You said that. <laughs> Anyways, details. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Noah's uh, amazing, Chelsea. I know. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. We'll see you next time. You guys are oh, awesome. Real quick, we're taking. Thanks for having me. Guys. Yeah, man. Uh, we're taking next week off. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. We're taking a weekend off. Trying to find a new uh, replacement for Cheryl. Uh, <laughs> does she know? Cheryl's just on air. It's, I mean, she's finding out now. Yeah. yeah so, okay. <laughs> Uh, anyways, well, so Janice, <laughs> news for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll see you guys in two weeks. Yeah, in two weeks. Cheers. Oh, Cheers. wait, wait. What about our show? Tell me about our show. What are we playing? We're playing at Bruise. Oh, uh, Bruise on the twenty seventh. Hangout Express. Hangout Express is playing at Bruise <laughs> as a th- acoustic <laughs> three piece <laughs> on uh on uh. On I thought it was called Impulse Response, bro. Yes. Impulse Response is our new band. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I get it straight. Uh, yeah, check us out at Bruise. I thought we took the booking. <laughs> mm, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> check us out at a uh, Bruise in Riverside. Yeah. Um, on the twenty seventh, I believe, of June. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you guys then. Adios, thanks for Josh tuning Josh. in. Thanks for tuning in.